Warning, this program typically features respectful, nuanced, and well-informed commentary, strong language, obscure pop culture references, and spurious allegations. We, we, we know of new methods of attack. Greetings and welcome back to another exciting installment of the fifth column podcast. Although it's kind of like waiting for Godot today because I don't know. Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Godot. You didn't. What? Go back. What, what is it? Wait. In the, in the week, in the week that Notre Dame burns down, you're saying Godot as Godot? I mean, I don't know how to pronounce this shit. That's the most, seriously, that's the most Jamaican shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> we attend for Godot. On a stupid. Welcome to the Fit Column Podcast. It is I, I and I, Camille Foster. This is your almost you weekly rhetorical assault on the news cycle, the people that make it, and occasionally <laughs> ourselves. It's not credible to when Jamaicans actually hear it. It's only credible to you guys. Yeah, but does, how many Jamaicans people, listen to this podcast? People, <laughs> people from Yard. I don't think anyone well, in your family is that. like, eh, That is a lie. A, I mean, My I, family is a little more supportive than that. Michael Moynihan. You think so? National think, correspondent for HBO Spice News tonight. Tivoli, they're listening to this tonight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Trenchtown. Trenchtown. Where, where they're rocking. Yeah. Matt Welch, editor-at-large Reason Magazine, has been somewhat somewhat quiet thus far. That's fine. Thank you yeah. for allowing me to finish my introduction, Matt. Everyone's been Appreciate so competitively that. loud. I've just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also joined by Anthony Fisher, who's the politics editor over at Inside Her. Yeah. And yeah. also joined... By the one and only Ben Dreyfus, who's uh, editorial director at Mother Jones. Please, thank you. No, you can keep clapping. But more importantly, uh, <laughs> sorry, more importantly, third time guest. Just three. Just three. three. Does he get the bathrobe with the three? Or uh-huh. well, I think it's about quality over quantity. Do, do you get Do you get any stick from um, the um, compañeros over at Mother Jones for uh, doing this, or I do mean, they just not pay attention? I'm I am far away like them. The, the most the person who obviously would be coming on yeah, this yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, and they've yeah, accepted a lot yeah. of shit from me over yeah, the years that I've done and the fact is this is still good it, to you this they're isn't still... gonna be the straw no, no. It. <laughs> it's like not like David Korn's not like calling you up and no no David is calling me up but it's it's about him being mad about my headlines on his stories oh, or some shit. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's not like you got to get rid of this body. I don't know. What <laughs> you've already you've already pre-written. We're doing this on Wednesday, this so you've already pre-written David's thing for Thursday, which is that uh, you know, Mueller report proves that there was collusion all along. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's probably different versions of this one, yeah. ready, you know. And there's a lot of TKs. Yeah. A lot of TKs. <laughs> um, but you also, I want to, I want to just ask a question here because you also said rather casually in. To know questions from the assembled other four of us before we started filming, you said when you were in the Bernie Madoff movie. That's true. I, I, what, can you explain? Wait, I'm sorry. You, I just assumed that you guys had no. <laughs> no. I totally looked up. No. IMDb, that I, so. I am the third best actor to ever play Bernie Madoff. You didn't play, you didn't play Bernie Madoff. Yes, I did. I was, I was young Bernie Madoff. In, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let's start this again and say, <laughs> and say okay. We need a young Jewish guy. They were so, like, well, no, it's worse than that. Yes. <laughs> so but the, there was there were two miniseries in production in television land in 2015 about Bernie Madoff. One was at HBO and the yeah. other one was at ABC. The one at HBO was going to star Robert De Niro. The one at ABC starred Richard Dreyfuss. 
and they needed to find someone to play so to young cla- Richard Dreyfus. So just to clarify, why would you be qualified to play young Richard Dreyfus? I am almost uniquely qualified because yeah. I am his eldest son, yes. but I'm not uniquely qualified because I do have a brother yeah. who I had to fucking perform better than yeah. at that audition. Yeah. Did you? Yes. Did you, I performed him. Yes, I did. So the was director that, chose me. Was that wow. your only role? In the movie? Or do you, do you play in, in the young mini-series? versions of your father in mon- many movies? <laughs> well, I have young been Jaws. in a, I was in another movie with my dad once. Jaws but. prequel. I mean, Universal, if you're listening and are willing to make that movie, I, I will play young Martin Brody and I will solve the that case. I'll play the sharks. I can't even see the sharks. I have a theory about Jaws, which is that the, the Jaws was actually framed. Yeah. The shark was framed and yeah, that they Actually, fucking, yeah. you know, God damn it, Robert Shaw killed yeah. the first yes. guy. All right, exactly. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. They blamed it on the shark, but Robert Shaw did it. Yeah. But anyways, I would love to correct this case for Universal. But no, I was in another movie with my dad that's really bad oh, called no. The Light Keepers. I was called The Light Keepers. Like it was him and up. me, and you know, a lot of other people, and I played. Shopping cart boy. It says, yeah. it says grocery boy. Grocery on, boy. On IMDb. Yeah. This uh, is a 2009 it took, movie. It, took, it got me my sad guard. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was on Cape Cod, not spoke with a, whatever. I can't do the. That's not even. No, wait, no. Wait, not, wait, that's why I wasn't. Yeah. Why terrible. is Blythe Danner in all these movies? <laughs> yeah. Blythe Danner is lovely. I know, but she's in all of your movies. She's a big fan. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's. <laughs> a my dad huge didn't even know I was going to get added. Blythe is the big advocate. <laughs> I just want to say that um, this stars, of course, uh, Richard Dreyfus, uh, Bruce, the great Bruce Dern. Oh wow! And uh, somebody called Mamie Gummer. Which uh, which is a pretty great name. Well, Meryl Streep's daughter. It was a bit of a nepotism really? film. Oh my god! It was this a, is a bit ne- of a nepotism Holy cow! Film. If you click on the picture on IMDb, it's a small version, a small younger version of uh, the lady. Do you, do you people <laughs> What's her have name? A club? It's Margaret Thatcher. Like it's the, like the actors' oh. kids club. Oh, ab- oh, I mean, we we do. They're just like Tony prep schools, you know, in Los Angeles. You just go to Crossroads, and everyone's parents were enemies competing against each other. Except yeah. for my dad, who was a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... Wow. I just want to point out that wow. when Ben was growing up, TV wasn't what it is today. There weren't series like That's Game true. of Thrones. There wasn't... No. It wasn't considered an art form. It was not, considered not a refuge for, like, it, bad actors. It was really like L.A. Law was nominated seven years in yeah, a row. Yeah. You know? And it was always the guy that played the guy that was a little... Uh, right. What was that guy? He never something? won. Oh, he didn't? <laughs> I don't really? know. Really? I mean, he might. I don't. I don't know who. He was a bit soft in there. He was a bit. What do you call it back then? Touched. He was touched. 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 Yeah. touched. He was touched. dark man. Touched by an angel. Dispossessed. Your other brother was touched by Kevin Spacey, but that we talked about in the last episode. I'm sorry, but that, I, that was a great chain yeah, of good. of connections. We can get beyond chain? that now. Yeah, we, yeah. we can. We, we can, can get beyond that. Right, Although I, I should say this is our Mueller list. Yes. Mueller dispatch. So yeah. on Mueller tomorrow, Day, which tomorrow's I guess. Mueller. Is that is it Easter Eve? Because it's Good Friday yeah, Eve, it is. right? It's Easter yeah. Eve. Um, which is interesting because the day before the day that Christ died for Michael Moynihan's luminous <laughs> sins. Oh, you better Before hope, he yeah, ran to the it's south, also, south it's of Good France. Friday. Yeah. It's not Easter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Good Friday. Yeah. yeah. I said Easter and then I changed ben, it. Ben, I do Friday. want to prepare you. This is going to get anti-Semitic. So <laughs> <continue. laughs> well... Yeah. I mean, did you guys really have to kill him? <laughs> <laughs> that's the real look, question look, here. The real fact is... 
He's one of our own. Yeah. We're going to yeah. handle our own. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Although, as Nicolesi pointed out, actually, they're just going to hire the Italians to do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Very true. Uh, oh, gosh. I wish my accents were better. I would have done an Italian accent. So I we don't, don't. You get on the cross. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you would do? Is it that kind of accent? If you're looking for like some, like, no, no, and some, I can say this as having a, a grandmother from Calabria, you're trying to get the Guinea accent. It's going it yeah. to be a little more Sicilian than that. Yeah. It's going to go for something Godfather. You did a little there. Joe Pesci there. Yeah, there don't, no, yeah. don't like you. <laughs> but, but instead of talking about what everyone else is going to be talking about, which, come on, seriously, no one really wants That's to talk amazing. about this anymore. Uh, we are going to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. There, we, is, there is virtually no plan here. In fact, I won't say virtually. There is no fucking plan here, people. By the way, can I, know can what's I, going I, I want to interject with something because Anthony Vishner is That's doing fine. the job that he... Uh, was made to do, which was to <laughs> dig up information. And he sent me a link, and I want to confirm that an actor named Larry Drake, who played Benny on L.A. Law, who was the guy who was a bit touched. And by the way, Benny is always, it's always similar names like Lenny, mm-hmm. from my name is Benny. And uh, he, in fact, did win an Emmy for that. He did. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Wow. So, right, but but yeah. what about the Golden Globes? Let, let, let oh. the read. <laughs> cleaned up. They used to call what those the Benny Golden Globes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there are plenty of things that we could talk about that have yeah. nothing to do with Mueller, which is great, because I don't really want to talk about Mueller. There's going to be so much talking about Mueller. I, I mean, there's yeah. some crazy school stuff that I know Mueller the prosecutor? agitated about. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That, that, that guy. The lawyer? Uh, yeah, him. Or maybe the spy. <laughs> yeah. um, Matt, you're a little upset about that. I know Moynihan, you've got a, a bug up your ass about something I else. Something. Some, something that occurred I got a little something. You know, where, where do we start? Where do we, can, can, can I, I, spit the fire? I'm just going to get this out of the way. You know why? <laughs> because I got a glass of whiskey in front of me. And I'm going to be mad now. And in about 40 minutes, if I try to do this, I'm going to get fired. So I want to keep it on the mad, not fired well, tip. We will come back to it. In this is also minutes, less so. for you to cut later. Yeah, this well, is exactly. <laughs> you can cut it up top. So I sent Camille mm. a couple of audio files today because um, yesterday a colleague of mine sent me a link to the New York Public Library's website and said, hey, are you going to this? <laughs> And it was an event at the New York Public Library um, in Between the Lions. That should be the name of the series. Between the Lions, you walk up, you're going to go see this event. Oh, that and, is a good, uh, that is a good uh, Jane Mayer from, from The New Yorker talking to her old pal, uh, Jill Abramson, who I gave a hard time to uh, previously uh, in January about the fact that she's a plagiarist. Um, so they're having an event on her book, $40 a pop, by the way. Mm. If you want to go hear um, Jill Abramson talk about her book and about how she's not a plagiarist. Um, well, actually, you don't have to pay that much money to hear her not talk about plagiarism. because they, they get, there's an hour, they get 50 minutes in. So hmm. I just wanted to you address... 50 in, minutes 50 into the program. Until, until they address that. And, and, and tell the out, kids yeah. about the tweet that she sent up Jane Mayer did before all of this that I saw you uh, LOL. Oh, um, oh, yeah. she said, yeah. So, yeah, that's the best I could muster this morning. I didn't listen to it. I didn't know if it was online. So I dropped my, my daughter off at school and, um, you know, I can take a cab to the office. I can walk. If I walk, it's going to be about an hour, 45 minutes. So I was like, I find it online. Let me walk and listen to this. So I did the lol tweet before that. And that tweet was Jane Mayer said, I'll be grilling my friend. Uh, my old friend, co-author, yeah, and, and, and co-author of Strange Justice, um, at the New York Public Library uh, tonight. Come, come check it out. So, here's my problem, right? I have not written about this or tweeted about this since the day that I tweeted about it. You know, um, I can't remember in January. I guess it was six or seven tweets. 
Uh, that was it. Haven't spoken about it. Went on Brian Stelter's show in some sense because he came on the show and I thought it would be nice, be fun. It's a media show. I didn't do any other media. None. Zero. I even said to uh, Jill Abramson after the show because she was there, and I think I mentioned this 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 on, on this show, is that, look, there's a lot more where that came from. And if you want it, if you want to know what it is, because she's like, yeah, I'm really interested in it being a perfect book. And I said, OK, fine. If you <laughs> truly want that, because that's what she said, I will give you that stuff. Mm. And, uh, and she said she'd come on the podcast, et cetera. Guess what? I never heard from her. I never heard from her publisher. So my issue with this is that this drives me crazy because this is a woman who has committed the gravest journalistic sin, is what people say. And I know people that have committed lesser sins for lesser dollar amounts and have been cast out of journalism forever. Hmm. They cannot get jobs again. They have the black mark. That's it. Sometimes people get back in. Usually they don't. Right. And especially if you're low level, she's up at the top of this game. She gets a million plus dollars. And then she had a laughing, hilarious. Oh, I can't believe these people accuse me of plagiarism. What a jerk off this guy Moynihan is uh, interview with, I guess, Mike Pesca. Who's that his name on Slate? Mm -hmm. Slate podcast, yeah. which was just a I've never I didn't know hand jobs could go on for an hour. <laughs> Usually just see, it's like never got a hand job in 11th grade. Yeah. I mean, this is this is this is one of a, of, of a veteran for an hour. This is like, man, you know, it's you're an amazing. This book's amazing. And yeah, what a stupid little trifle this Moynihan and, guy. And to remind people, this is a book about journalism, about journalism and yeah. journalistic ethics, etc. Complaining about the youth, how they aren't good at journalism. And, and, preci- so. Precisely. That's that's the even more annoying thing. The kids are always off. And and so during that, she says, ProPublica, I'm at ProPublica. So I email ProPublica. And the president responds to me quite angrily and says, well, you know, she's of course still on our board and we love her, et cetera. Harvard? She's still teaching at Harvard, right? Which has Nothing very specific has happened to this woman. And the reason in like, this is, you know, Ben talking about the school in, in LA is this is a person who went to, to what's it called? Uh, Fieldston. Uh, I went to I went to Fieldston. Did you really? Yeah, of course, because you're the son York. of Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. Is that in Riverdale? Guess who? Yeah. Ethical, yeah. Ethical, yeah. ethical yeah. culture. Yeah, Guess who culture. also went to went to Fieldston? Jane Mayer. They, I mean, these are people. We sorry a, to sound a like great a great alumni. Sorry to sound. Yeah, well, and you know, Maggie Haberman went there. This my is science a, partner's father is now the head of uh, Goldman Sachs. Of course, <laughs> these. And by the way, if you want to get Trumpian about it, is that the this is the fucking conspiracy. These are people that protect each other. They are protecting her and the young people that I know who have been eaten up because they've had a couple of lapses in in plagiarism and they should be sanctioned for it. They will never work again. They know they'll never work again. They've tried to work again, but they don't have friends in high places. Freed Zakaria still has a show, right? Oh, you know, blame it on the blame it on the, the research assistant. That's worse, right? I don't even it do my, I don't even write my right. own fucking columns. I'm not even smart enough to plagiarize. I have Oof. some 25-year-old do it. What pisses me off about this is that she will never be sanctioned for this, and the book has not been recalled, as they did with General Error, which was a totally different thing. And that was because there was journalistic jealousy at play. Hers is a different thing. She was the first female editor of the New York Times, it's et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's amazing to me that in these clips, in this thing, 
they're laughing about the fact that she's been accused of plagiarism. So I want you to play, Camille, the clip of Jane Mayer, the, the journalist and all journalists, amazing, New Yorker. She breaks all these stories. I want you to play the, 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 the question that she finally gets to this fucking thing 50 minutes into it. What does she say? Some of the stories about places like Vice and the characters there um, make me understand better why maybe when your book came out, you, they, there, there was kind of, we, we all know that the press is very thin-skinned, and they took great umbrage and came right back roaring after you and even accused you of plagiarism. Are you right. fucking kidding yeah. me? What? All right, so let's, Are you let's, fucking yeah, kidding yeah. me? Yeah, Jane Mayer is amazing, right? Yeah. Are thin-skinned? Thin skin. fucking kidding me? Thin-skinned. Thin-skinned. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clarify something right now that yeah. I haven't mentioned before. Uh-oh. Vice didn't want me to write about this. Uh, which is why I tweeted. They didn't want to write about it. They feared that it would look like they were, because I did this on my own, right? And you'll, you'll hear in a second, Jill Abramson lying about me. This isn't lying. This is just, you know, you know, embarrassing, sycophantic nonsense of saying, Oh, you're so, Jill, you're so amazing. Can you believe they came after you? Cause you wrote mean things about that. I could care less. There are a million mean things that I say about vice before I've eaten breakfast every day. <laughs> Good God. You think I I'm mean, out I'd there start with the name. Can, <laughs> can confirm. It's, uh, <laughs> do you think that I am out there doing dirty work for them? No. Do you think I've gotten money for this? No, they didn't want me to do this. Okay. Also, like, of that is the they fucking, didn't truth like they like you know what let's just let it go away and i said look i'm not like i'm reading this book uh, because it's about friends of mine and and she came and interviewed people and she got i saw one page of the galley and there was a huge mistake on the first page and i was like oh man this is a bit weird and so i read the whole thing i did i didn't read the whole book i could care less the only books i read have problems on the first page (laughs) that's that's (laughs) the name of my memoir problems on the first page (laughs) Well, yeah, the vice at the point my book was published at the beginning of February was fighting for its life, uh, as is BuzzFeed, because Facebook and Google are eat, gobbling up all the digital advertising, and they both have only advertising to sustain them. Okay, first of all, let's, let's just fact check this as she goes on, right? We were not fighting for our survival, and we're not fighting for our survival now. We had layoffs in the same way that BuzzFeed and a lot of news organizations have. When you're writing a book about media, and one of the the focuses is like four companies, and you don't know where the revenue comes from, you're just a bad journalist, Mm -hmm. and that's not true. But it is not true that that is our only model and that, you know, Facebook is eating, eating our lunch. Also, There's- that like Facebook and Google taking up the digital ad dollars have to do with far different things than like those ad dollars going to media companies. Yeah. Right. Like that, right. that has just nothing to do with it. Yeah. She also in this in this thing says that um, uh, what was it? Sixty five percent of people get their news uh, from uh, Facebook or something. Right. That's, and like, a, I, that's I che- like a pew number. But and also I checked it and it was uh, 65% of people have read or got once this year have read news on Facebook mm-hmm. and, right. and just proving that it is a vehicle for news, not the only place people and get that, like it's a self-reported number from Pew that like everyone knows is wrong. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not. I mean, the I, this is a conspiracy theory that everyone's getting like, you know, um, Comet pizza stuff from, from. It's like when Sinclair Media actually ran the entire United States for a while there. Yeah, I forgot. Until everyone them. forgot about it. Well, and you should have written a piece about how they <laughs> and how they hired, they hired Laura Logan now. <laughs> but I uh, keep playing that. I want just a couple more comments that I think are quite interesting. Like they they went nuts about those parts of of the book and and used Twitter, you know, in in a very canny way. Uh, First, 
claiming that they're, you know, this was right before publication date, you know, first claiming that there were mistakes in the book, all of which were in the uncorrected galley that I had corrected on my own. So the book doesn't have these mistakes. And then, you know, this one reporter there, this is his stock and trade, is using plagiarism apps and trying to find, you know, examples of what he calls plagiarism. The reason that that I've discovered a lot of plagiarism pieces is that because um, often I'm writing about books or writing about subjects, and I want to know where some of these claims come from. And oftentimes they say, oh, well, that's weird. It's the exact same as the other one. I'm not, this is not my beat. I don't go out and tr- uh, seek this stuff out. But unlike Jill Abramson, I actually do my fucking job. Mm. I don't rely on 20-year-olds to write things for me. I don't claim I have a photographic memory as she did and interview my colleagues without notes. So when you go back, where did you get this shit from? There's no tapes. If I say, can I show me the tape? No, I have a photographic memory. No, that, that's not true. And nobody does. So when she says that I, I use what are plagiarism apps, you dumb fuck. Like that's like a real thing. It's a real thing. Like seriously. Like this is Google. so offensive to me. <laughs> plagiarism apps. Like she knows nothing, and it gets worse. By the way, of how clueless this woman is. But like honestly, plagiarism apps. I don't use any apps, and I wouldn't care if I did because the point would be the same. That if a machine found it or if I found it, you're still a plagiarist and a liar. There are. 834 source note citations and he found six passages that are not, you know, making big points or stealing anyone's ideas where I didn't footnote properly. You know, I used to be, you'd see this all the time with people who, you know, Ann Coulter, you know, Michael Savage or these people, they get attacked for the books that they wrote and they say, you know, there are footnotes in it. Uh, footnotes, by the way, don't mean anything. No. They could lead nowhere, and some of them don't lead anywhere. Actually, lead to sources that, that the wrong sources, etc. Like in the steel dossier. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> but but a, a quick thing about this is that I just want to be clear about one thing: uh, there are not six examples of plagiarism. There are six examples that I published. Okay, and I published them on Twitter, and we were there was a reason for it. Okay, and I talked to her about it later, and I said I'm happy to send them to, to the other stuff to you. The factual errors are so many that it is, it's, it's actually shocking. I mean, I, that, that's what got me onto this. Every page, there's something that is a complete laughable assertion that everybody in the office was laughing about, that there's some sort of concerted campaign to get this person. So it's a funny thing when you see the Slate podcast, this podcast, and the reason I wanted to address this is that it's an amazing thing that you go out there and you find something. I didn't, I wasn't looking for plagiarism. I happened to come across it when I was checking her sources because the stuff was so aggressively stupid. How did, how did you get this? And so I find the source and I'm like, oh my God, this is a lot very similar to this one. And then you start looking more. And it's how, when I do that, just for doing that, and just for actually saying it, now, you know, the, the, the sort of meeting of the cognoscenti there chuckling about, oh, can you believe this man and his apps? His apps. <laughs> his mobs on Twitter. His mobs on Twitter. There's another great, another great place in it when she talks about Vice. And they say, like, uh, she says, you know, it was a magazine about skateboarders. And Jane, and Jane Mayer comes in and says, and worse, 
which is my favorite. <laughs> I was like, you know, I mean, skateboarders are fucking losers, but I mean, come it's on, the snowboarders. That we I have mean, to come watch on, but worse, but worse. Can you? Believe, I mean, they sound. It's it's it, you know, it's like Rue McClanahan on Golden Girls talking about. Oh my, I can't believe it. They're talking about skateboarding. This is why Thrasher has never won a fucking Ellie. Yeah, they should. This is a national magazine award thing for grown men who are Peter Pans and think it's 1980. But no, it's it is it is an astonishing thing to have. Like to sit there's a crowd of people like saying, Can you believe this guy that's lying? It's me. I'm this stuff is as plain as day. I mean, there's I, nothing controversial about this at all. There was no concerted campaign. And as I said before, David I think Boys didn't ask even, you to tweet those. <laughs> he did, but I didn't pay attention to him. You know, even if that were true, it doesn't change the fact that you're a liar and a plagiarist and you got so many things in that book wrong. You've not corrected any of them to say that, like, it was the galley and I corrected them. It's like, no, no, no. You corrected a couple of things that a colleague of mine pointed out when you called her transgender. I'm sorry, but like that you corrected that, but not even really. This is how lazy these people are. It says in the paragraph previous, it said Vice News Tonight hired people of all backgrounds, you know, uh, sort of. Black people, you know, Hispanic people, white people, Asian people, transgender people. And then it's going to go on to identify my colleague as transgender who isn't transgender. She changes that, but not the previous paragraph. We've still never had a transgender correspondent. So that's still an error. And everywhere in the book, this is like it's, it's just littered with this stuff. But I've never pointed it out. Nobody else has either because everyone's too lazy to care. And it's like, I cared for two seconds because these are my friends that you're talking about. These are people, the events that I knew that happened that you are misrepresenting. And I decided to, to, to chime in one day on Twitter and I'm the bad guy. It's amazing to me. It's thought- amazing at the fucking, you know, it's just, uh, I can't, I, you know what? I'm going to get myself in trouble, but it's like, it, it, it takes a lot of, it, it takes a lot to go out there and, and defend yourself and not just say, you know, I'm really sorry. I mean, the language uh, and, and there then was to attack I mean, me is incredible. I also thought that like, I, I watched you send those tweets that day and like so many Twitter threads, there's people who think that they were like planned in advance with the help of Israeli fucking spy yeah. firm. Yeah. <laughs> it's really actually, I thought it was as someone who also goes on Twitter threads, you were tweeting clearly your very soon very, thoughts yes. like that they were coming out as you read the book, as anyone would yeah. have when they're reading something about things they know about. And even she gets it wrong. It was like before the book came out, it was the day the book came out also, it was, or the day after it was, I think it was the day the book came out. She was promoting it that night on Martha McCallum's show on Fox. It was, the book was out. I think that like another thing that, Come, you can't get anything like, right to this woman. To, to speak about this from like people, like everyone I knew, their opinions about this, and and how I felt was that her excuse for a lot of the errors in that book that she doesn't fucking record anything and that it's all from her magical memory that is like the boy yeah. from Suits who remembers everything. <laughs> you know? that like, that, that's insane. Okay? I, obviously that's insane. Could you imagine I, a you cop in a trial being like, I, you know, I just don't you know record I don't smart. need to record <laughs> things. <laughs> you know, trust, trust me or you don't. Trust me, come like, on. No, that person's going to I'm prison. A cop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cop. You would trust me, right? I'm the editor of the New York Times. <laughs> like, that, that's insane. But also then, like, once you accept that flaw in her, that she is just a faulty memory and she's bad at that, a lot of the factual errors, you can sort of be like, I understand how this happened. But the 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 other things, the plagiarisms are are different than that. Yeah. They, they, even if you accept and forgive the venial sin, maybe of being not smart enough to fucking record your interviews, that doesn't explain how you copy and paste something and put it 
in another thing. Not once. And change many one times. word out change of three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, and by the way, that's I have, an I have active to say, choice. I have yeah. to say that she has a lot of confidence in the fact that I am just letting this alone. And I have, of course, because I don't, I don't, you know, you don't want to stab a dead body, right? Again, this is Wednesday. You don't? This will be released I do now. after Wednesday. Well, I gotta make a call. <laughs> but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that if she's so confident and this is like they're, they're, they all protect each other and it's it, it just makes me fucking sick is that, you know, you know, Jill Abramson and Jane Mayer on stage at the New York Public Library laughing about this stuff that I uncovered. And it's like, it's not a big deal. Come on. Well, I think readers actually think it's a big deal because nobody's buying your stupid book. Number one. And number two, it is a big deal because you say, well, there's six and there's all these footnotes and I just didn't footnote it. By the way, you cannot footnote plagiarism. It's a very, very clear thing. You can put a footnote and say, this is where I stole it from and didn't put quotes around it and pretended it was mine and changed some words. That's still plagiarism. But she's also very confident in this fact that, you know, I'm this nobody and she's, uh, you know, Jill Abramson, she gets to mount the stage over there and laugh with uh, with uh, Jane Mayer about all this stuff, is that I'm not going to come out with the more, the other things that I told her that I had. And I think it's time that I do, because you know what? Six things. Oh, and that was it. Oh, all the factual errors were were, were, were fixed. Uh-uh, they weren't fixed. And you know what? I'm going to p- point them out now because I was just like, you know, I made the point that this book is not worth the paper it's printed on and you shouldn't buy it. And now she's going to attack my reputation and say that, you know, he just doesn't understand these, you know, a couple of footnotes. And, you know, and she says that, oh, well, two weren't sourced. None of that is true. None of it is true. You just lie and lie and lie and no one calls you on it and you ascend to these heights. And journalism is one of these professions where when you're really, really low on the totem pole and you make a mistake, you're done. But as you get up, higher and higher, you fail up. And everybody in this room knows people who have failed up in this in this business. Mm. Why do they fail up? You can't fail up as a sort of safety inspector for the FAA. You can fail up in journalism. Uh, and it's an amazing thing because I, I'm thinking of people that I won't say now, and I know you are too, Matt, uh, of people who do. Yet, like, they just laugh their way. Like, oh, you know, you got a million dollars for this book. I would wake up in terror every day and say, God, I really fucked up. Do you remember? She doesn't how, seem to care. How is it also that you get a million dollar advance? I understand why a lot of, like, I think people don't realize that books aren't fact-checked, right? That the editors mm-hmm. don't provide, the publishing houses don't provide yep. that. That took me 20 minutes to figure this out, by the way. So. Right, and, like, the thing is, you were paid, a lot of times, like, people are paid in advance, and out of that, they hire their own fact-checker, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they, they an want, and an editor, they, they want to deal with all of these things. I understand why she people claims she are fire, paid fire $1,000, like, yeah. for an advance. Like, why they, they're having a tough time sure. finding a good yeah. fact-checker. But why does Jill Abramson, who was paid a million dollars for this, and was the, you know, the head of the New York Times. Yeah. And works at Harvard and probably has people that right. she can co-op to do this. Like yeah. to teaching journalism. Like why does, right, she can get grad students yep. to do it. Well, she like, had, she had people when she came to Vice to interview people, she had someone with her who was, I think, either like taking, Neiman, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like a, well, I think just somebody she hired that was like in their 20s. But like, how does that person not go and do the Googling that you didn't say, hey, I just want to flag this. Oh, you, I think you they did. did. Some plagiarism I here. think they did. And my guess, and this is only a guess, is that I think that they did a lot more than the Googling. So, uh, and um, I think she does possibly understand that that's, that's a bad look 
to say that, you know, the former executive editor of the New York Times is entrusting maybe a student or somebody quite young right. too much. There's a, there's a Again, big... total speculation. I don't know that to be true, but I have heard from people who know one person who did work on the book who told me something similar, but I can't I can't verify that. It's just one person telling me it something. Just, it's just confusing to me why, like, of all the people in all the situations who would be in the situation where they're writing a book that is nonfiction, that is filled with About things that journals. they didn't record, yeah. that they wouldn't want want to spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars getting yeah. a fact checker to actually go through it. Well, she said she hired right. a fact checker. And my point in this, again, is not to relitigate every point. I mean, I've said it on this show before. I've said it a few times, maybe once or twice on Twitter, not not extensively. It's just that more more that I cannot believe these people survive. I cannot believe that, you know, when you're you know, an actor or something and, you know, you're doing, okay, I can still be an actor, but I'm doing like dinner theater with Jamie Farr in, in Kansas city. And she's on stage at, at, um, the New York public library with a, the vaunted, uh, Jane Mayer. And they're laughing about these things that for young people would destroy their careers and destroy their lives. I mean, I remember it just bo- it bothers me at a my lot. college newspaper. When I first started doing journalism, um, we had a formula for what, for corrections, and most people are starting out, they have newspapers, they have uh, corrections formulas. It went like this. Due to a Mad Libs fill in the blank yeah, error. Exactly. It, could be, it could be a paste up. It could be editing. It could be just like I fucked up. But like we, the, the idea was you have to explain how you got there yeah. to the error. Due to that error, we uh, or, or this mistake, uh, we uh, got this thing wrong. Here's the right information. And what was the you know, four word sentence after that? Mm-hmm. We regret the error. Yeah. We regret the error. Did you hear a lot of regretting of error in that uh, in that fucking thing? No, it's it's it, what it is. Oh my is God, an, an attack. Me yeah, the, yeah. I'm a plagiarist. No, I, I can't even believe it. There accuse me of like plagiarism. He's right. Yeah. He's a dwarf. <laughs> it's, it's, Look I, at love, him. I love the fact that it's a Philadelphia story because it's a mix <laughs> of both Jimmy Stewart and Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> I, I can't even believe it. They're, they're catching me with all this stuff. I didn't even put the quotes on it. I can't even put the quotes right. But you know, it is it is it is like very very frustrating to see this because this is i mean unfortunately this this word has been politicized in absolutely the wrong way but this I, i've never matters. seen <laughs> 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 that's that's 10 points to ben drivers uh, it, it is actually similar it's privilege i mean these are people that don't they nothing will dislodge them and there's a bit in that that i listened to the whole thing for my sins and twitching the whole time that that she has i think contradicted herself on this because i think she said in the past that she didn't believe that she was uh, fired because she was a woman, but she does suggest that pretty strongly. She was fired from the New York times that, you know, when, you know, the thing about that, that I think is interesting is that when you get to a certain level, you can indulge in cliche in a way that is, you know, I mean, the entire book is like Say things like sex, lies and drugs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> but this incredible, the incredible thing, she's like, well, you know, women who do this are, uh, who are considered pushy, but men who do it are considered, you know, blah, blah, blah. In the entire book, the premise of this book is based on one silly cliche, which is that the old guys don't want to do it. And these young guys don't. That's the book. I saved you $35. Okay? <laughs> and I know I've gone on for too long, so we can cut this up in right, the end. But, right, but also, go. like, that is a good point. Like, even if this book didn't, wasn't rife with plagiarism and factual errors, it was still just 
crotchetly complaining about yeah. how youths, you know, they ride skateboards. Well, she, she, well, she does in that thing say, well, you know, BuzzFeed, it's all cats. It's like, yeah, that was a joke 10 years ago. Yeah. Seriously. And also they have really good reporters there, many of whom are friends of mine and I appreciate their Now work. it's right. just all layoffs. Yeah, things. it's all layoffs. I, I, haven't, I haven't read um, Strange Justice, but I'm, yeah. I'm wondering, does anyone know what the province of the, the title is? I think I'm, I suspect the exact same thing you do right now. Strange, strange Fruit? Yeah. Are you kidding? That's but what I suspect. But how does that make sense in that context? Yeah. That's. I mean, how do you? <laughs> I, I don't, black, I don't know. Black people involved, Anthony Fisher. But the funny thing is that the one person who actually said at the time this book is, you know, not the most accurate book is actually David Brock. So, so I, I mean, I don't know if you go back to that book. And, wasn't is, he, is it wasn't right, he right wing at the time? Well, he, he was, was going right-wing. through. He was going through a conversion. You know, well, it, was, it was pre-conversion <laughs> when he was the one who, who gave off. us the uh, the sentence. The Anita That Anita Hill was a little bit nutty and a little bit slutty. That yeah. was a David Brock quote. So he wrote a book called The Real Anita Hill. And if you go back wow. to it, it was it was a full, you know, frontal assault on every single one of her claims and that book too. So I don't know if any of that stuff holds up. I don't, what I don't I no I, ever understand, or at least like this, this was the moment that it became all clear to me that people who were super invested in uh, two-party politics in an attack uh, dog type of way. They actually don't give a shit about anything. Um, uh, right. Uh, yeah, there, there are no is, principles. They're political actors. Is that when mm. David Brock went from that guy yeah. in about the scope of, what, six years yeah. uh, to the opposite guy doing the same job for the other team and takes was, a thief, man. It was only like <laughs> about maybe like 12 months of awkwardness. Ariana Huffington did the same thing. So, but what is that? Because, you know, today I, I was reading something for a story that I'm trying to do. There's a guy that was a member of parliament for Yurt Wilders, you know, the shock haired uh, anti-Islam guy in, in, in Netherlands. One of his right hand men, the two of them actually have now have done this. But most recently, this one guy who has converted to Islam. And, oh. and, you know, I was like, it's Man. hard not to have empathy for people you cover. Yeah. <laughs> and that you accuse of being like child molesters and the rest of it. And so I was going back and looking at the stuff that he said. And it's like, my question to this stuff is always, how do you have a conversion that fast? How do you, how is everything different? Like I can imagine you saying, okay, one, you know, I got this, this view has changed. This view has changed. I don't understand the people that have gone everything. Now I'm, you know, pro choice. I was pro life. And I'm like, I was a Republican. I'm a, a Democrat. Here's one, here's one thing. Them. I, you I've see al- that in the Trump era, right? With like the conservative, like, yeah, who, Max Boots and the rest of it. And like, a, what's her name at, at, the, at Popo? Who, Jennifer Rubin. Yeah. Who, who was a, you know, staunch yeah. conservative until she didn't like Trump. And now she agrees with me about everything. Her column at the Washington Post, which I filled in for her a couple of times, at the Washington Post was called right turn. I think right. it still is. There's it's no still, she, like but, a is she still there? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. She's and she's still, still, it's still conservative in the, in the bio. Yeah. Who hmm. was she, she was saying, um, I think she was, uh, uh, like who would be better, uh, Kamala Harris or, right. or, or like mayor Pete, <laughs> like for being the next president. Like, right. 
like in a real right turn. But she would still be talking about how Jeb Bush should be president. Like yeah. if she was still still sticking with all of it, she would still. Be she, saying, does a, she does. Some, uh, she does some. She does some Kasich, Larry Hogan uh, right, kind yeah. of Bill Wells. Is she still the Israel person? She's even turned on some of her previous Israel commentary. She was like about the moving the embassy. I think if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken that with Max Boot, but I would guess it's both of them have reversed themselves on this. It's strange how that happens. Three right turns is in fact a left turn. So just for the record, you raise a good point. I think I think something in this and and back then and I think you and I talked about this drunk like ten years ago, Moynihan. We're talking we're talking drunk right now. Just for the record, in 2009 we had a drunk conversation about. But like I'm I was fascinated at some point I was thinking about like putting together a book proposal called Turncoats because I these Ariana Huffington types David Horowitz you know ramparts to whatever the hell right wing watch or no left whatever you know and Peter Peter Bernie Goldberg Peter Collier too yeah Bernie Goldberg's another and like I'm fascinated especially in the in the middle period as they're kind of letting go of some stuff like Ariana remember she was doing the shadow conventions in 2000 those are pretty cool actually it was they were semi libertarian semi super progressive she hadn't really settled yet Um, but the way that people do that and and I think that part of it is that if you're like David Horowitz uh, was a Trotskyist, um, you're always going to be a Trotskyist. It's a habit of mind. Like if you're that kind of pugilist and that and sort of have your relationship with raw power, uh, it's you're going to think like that the same. I don't think that David Horowitz he, thinks anything differently than he did before. It's funny, like the did, patterns did, 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 of his the Trotskyist. Did you know that there's a David Horowitz joke? That went around of that about t- about turncoats. Sounds anti-Semitic. And it was no, it was like you know about people who had, had flipped. You know, Peter Collier. It was like you always keep something from your old life. Hmm. And you know, Peter Collier was uh, was a leftist, and now he's you know a conservative, but he's still blah blah blah, whatever it was. Ron Radosh was uh, was a leftist, and now he's a conservative, and he's still into folk music and plays the banjo. And David Horowitz was uh, a hard left guy, and now he's the right, and he's just still a fucking asshole, <laughs> which is like, kind of kind of true. But, you you know, There's that I, book about like all of those people, like Irving Kristol, yeah. like who like all like they argued in like CCNY's like cafeteria and shit. Alcove one and Alcove two, right? Yeah. Like and the then Stalinist be- and anti Stalinist, and then they became all like neoconservatives all together once at once and decided that yeah. they could accept everything else about conservatism as long as there was this. Did you see that? Uh, uh, speaking of neoconservatism and all that, Norman Podhoritz has come out, who's a thousand years old. I didn't realize he was alive still. Uh, he's barely alive. Uh, he decided he's repudiated uh, neoconservatism. Son? What? And he's calling himself a paleo neoconservative. Oh, dear. Oh, huh. He's yeah. created the paleo neo. I didn't uh, know that there was <laughs> enough time left in his life to change again, but credit for that. <laughs> and I will say that as we... Paleo neo. <laughs> paleo neo. No more yeah. World War Four. It's just... Unreconstructed, reconstructed... Yeah, member of the conservative party. Well, I will say this to uh, somebody. I don't know the person's name, but um, this is totally insane, by the way. But big props to them. Adele put together. Yes, it is actually Adele that I'm talking about. <laughs> Incredible. You're like Karnak. Um, it was uh, some listener made a um, spreadsheet of books. Huh? Oh, you yes. mentioned the show. And I just want to add one for this. Cause you said that middle, um, thing transition. Period. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a gr- the great, the great novel about this is Lionel Trilling's book, the middle of the right. journey, right. which is kind of based on Whitaker Chambers life. And, um, Lionel and Diana Trilling, who were both liberals and who were cold war liberals. And it's actually, um, the, I think it's the only novel he ever wrote, but it's a very good book. And you should, you should middle, the middle of the journey is very good. Um, just also you, like they you all got together the to lanes and that's how that all changed. <laughs> you, you mentioned, the list yeah. and this list is exhausted it's exhausted every yeah. single 
well, he's missing. We've he's ever missing some. For the and by the way, I'm just saying he because I presume it's a guy. <laughs> with, with few exceptions, yeah. every single episode we've recorded. Yeah, is this in the there public are, like, place? Well, it's a, it's a, so this is a good a time as any because I don't think we've on the show yet shouted out to the We the Fifth Reddit. Uh, Oh, thread is yeah. what, what do you call it? A channel? A subreddit. 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 Okay, yeah. we we subreddit. the fifth subreddit. Anthony Fisher is like fifty nine years. Well, the reason old. he doesn't so know is he sounds on four chan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you know, eight chan is his new thing. I'm on Gab. You know, but uh, we, is that how? Is, but thank is, you. Is that what it's called? Gab. I thought it was Gab. I said, you Gab. said Gab. Oh, I thought you said Gab. It's called Gab, like, buddy. It's got an exclamation point, buddy. Look, yeah. Gadot is not fucking around here. <laughs> All right, so you got your shout out. We the fifth subreddit. Thank you. Yes. yes, but that was as if it was born out of that. I don't know. It's fantastic, and I was looking. I was like, "Oh, I mentioned that book." But there's a there's a there's a fallow period in the middle where there's either nothing that we mentioned, yeah, or probably, the, probably or he hasn't. I think that's when you weren't showing up. Yeah, yeah. Podcast. <laughs> and you guys were like, "Man, I like comic books." Great. <laughs> yeah. Fucking keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing some self care by watching Jag. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. The best sentence no, I've ever heard is self care in Jag. Hannah on Amazon. Yeah, actually, it's quite good. It's just yeah. nice to see like naval men like solving crimes, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that that was a bit of a, a bit of a purge there. Yeah. Um, we've, we've no, got, Camille, don't think I didn't see you rolling your eyes to Fisher during it. That was not true. Yeah, I, did, I saw. It. True. I, said, I liked that it. That is not true. There were some raised eyebrows when you would really go in yeah. and twist a couple of knives and yeah. stab some yeah. people in the face. Yeah. Which, yeah. Maybe they had it coming. Did, I'm going to tell you. I don't, know if, they, I, don't know, I don't know if you've cut this out by the time people hear this. But I'm going to be honest. I just don't like Malaysians. I don't know why. Why you have to cut that shit out? It's. It's like, there's not a ton of us. Oh Six million, God. really? <laughs> I always like, I used to say in the past, when, we, like, when Camille would say something, like, you, you know, for, for you listening at home, he's black. I would, I would say this about Ben Drives, Jewish guy. You can say that. You can make that joke. Can make that I'm joke. the one who's allowed to say it. Yeah. 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 So, so I, uh, I don't know. I mean, what else, what else do we oh, want I'm to talk not? about? No, no. <laughs> I'm not disputing that. Do, do, do we want to talk about... Um, the the Fox News Bernie Sanders um I mean town hall no but I would say that I thought you were going in a different direction with that which Uh-oh. I was going to say which actually does sort of retain which there's this re- <laughs> this is maybe so stupid and you can all just tell me <laughs> to shut the fuck up right now but like there was just this ridiculous debate that I don't know because you guys aren't steeped in leftist media bullshit that I am but like there's this Bernie Sanders uh you know center for american progress fight oh yeah oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. tandon uh, fight and, no and like and and there so this new york times reporter was writing a story about near tandon and then called her mom <laughs> which any good journalist would do <laughs> and she answers the mom. phone and then says a lot of things on the record and then those are included because they're not great she was they're, an activist though wasn't she at one point the, the mom? mom? The mom, yeah. Oh, I don't even, I don't know the history of the mom. I, that, that, I don't know. I mean, I, I I hope that the mom is happy and that she's had a full <laughs> life. But like, very I, I don't know anything about, I, I. but I do know that like they called and blah, 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 blah. She says some stuff that doesn't sound great, maybe Nero, because she's very honest. And then this was published. And then immediately, obviously, people who love the Center for American Progress supported how the New York Times is the biggest monsters in history. And then now we've had also the Bernie Sanders campaign agreeing with it against the media. 
like oh. there's like the 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 chairman of Bernie's campaign came out and said, "Well, I don't like I don't like a lot of the things that Neera does, but I do think the New York Times is bad because these two people, like Neera and whatever the person's name is that I don't know from who's the chairman of that campaign, are political actors and not journalists. But because there's been this collapse of media where there's writers and activists and everything, they're all the same. They're all teaming up against journalists who then are not talking out about this. Is there mm-hmm. such a thing as a populist uh, like block in this country that doesn't have as its either first or second applause line how the media suck? I mean, on the left, uh, in the progressive left, it's like the corporate media. It's the right. six corporations yeah. that are, run everything. Right. You can always support independent journalism with Mother Jones. Uh, the link is motherjones.com slash donate. A couple and years ago, we ran our uh, fundraising campaigns at the same time. <laughs> and one of my pitches was like, we've got to outrace fucking Mother Jones in this. Yeah, you won't. And, and we did. <laughs> no, you didn't. We absolutely no, you did. didn't. No, it was not. It was like in terms of it was like a webathon. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll do it again, friend. It's like, <laughs> it's like Jerry Lewis arguing with Jerry Lewis. You know? Yeah, yeah. The, the kids. Look, look, we're going to about the kids, but I'm going to raise fucking more for these kids. Oh my god! <laughs> but anyways, I just do think that like the fact that like people aren't calling out this this sort of like hypocrisy. The media getting played by both these two political groups that are using it in a little drama to raise money for in emails for each other. That like. It it does speak to how ridiculous sort of the media is where it doesn't call things out in the same way that what you were talking about. Yeah. And that like it it it's just it's just insane. It, it's I you know, I it was funny because after the uh, the fire in Paris, I tw- I was about to tweet something and say, you know what, I'm gonna give credit because I make fun of Fox News all the time. I was gonna credit Fox News because there were two hosts, one Neil Cavuto, the other one um, it was Shep. uh Shepard Smith. So two, two of two of them two of the best. Two of the best who cut off people in these like Muslim conspiracy theories. And um, I hesitated before I tweeted it and then added it and just reworked the tweet just slightly because it's funny about the media. Is that because, you know, I talk about Fox News and we do this, this undifferentiated blob and there's some decent people that worked and I was about to give them credit. And then I realized that both of them had invited on completely psycho guests. <laughs> and it's like, you have to stop these people that would never be on any other outlet because right. they're insane. Right. Yeah. And like, why is it, you know, it was uh, Donahue from Bill Donahue, Bill Donahue from the Catholic from League, League is like, who's a psycho. You, and can like, get, you can find another Catholic. You can find another Catholic who actually has like smart, interesting things to say about it. And maybe that's the transition to exactly what is wrong with media is not just the bad guest invitations, you know, because because also our, our guest last week was our friend Andrew Sullivan. It was trending on Twitter that I saw the other day. And I was like, God, what is Andrew trending? And then I clicked on it and he was on MSNBC in which he spoke over somebody who was a uh, African-American woman who was accused of white splitting because of that. Mm. And it's just Andrew. Andrew would talk over anybody, to talk over a baby asking for <laughs> I mean, money for their... It's called, it's called the quality piece. Yeah, He's no. just not a nice person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 like, Stone. I, I love Andrew. But it's, you know, like there's someone like, you know, asking for money for their leukemia treatments and Andrew's yelling on top of them. It's not, it's really, it's just Andrew, right? And so, but the other thing was that he uh, did something, he said something, Something that was correct. Maybe a bit of hypocrisy in this, but it was correct. He called Malcolm Mal- is the better one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's non-Hodgkin's <laughs> lymphoma. Um, he uh, accused uh, Malcolm Nance 
uh, of being a conspiracy theorist. Which he is. Because he is. Because he is, right? <laughs> Andrew's indulgent in a conspiracy in the past, too, with the baby and yeah, the fucking right, thing. Sure. But I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. But, but <laughs> the thing is, like, why is Malcolm Nance on television talking about Russia? Because he's in, and so I clicked on the thing. In his bio line, it says, you know, former Intel guy, Russia, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember what it was. You can look at it. I don't want to get it wrong. But it's like, does he speak Russian? Was his remit at the CIA or wherever he was, NSA, Russia? Because that doesn't seem like it. And it's like, I realized at this point of like, you know, when, and then the, the Notre Dame thing happens and um, Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, I don't say Dame. this is a university. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden um, you're trying to get people on in the Rolling Stone one. I think I sent you guys. Did I sent you that? The one yeah. about how to rebuild it so it it's not it's a colonial. Oh yeah, they uh, freaked out. It's just like everyone's awful. That's the bottom line. <laughs> is that the media is trying to fill with this twenty four hour news cycle, trying to fill time? And I remember the first time that I was I, I was you know very flattered when somebody asked me to come on TV, and then I realized like they don't give a shit what I say. I mean, and and just don't take your shirt off and start like talking about like how the Holocaust was fake, right. as you would do. Right. Um, I'm allowed to because you are. Because I'm I mean, Jewish. Yes. Why? And Indeed, the Holocaust and Pope I'm... John Paul II apologized to me for yes. the Holocaust. Directly. In 19... He did. Yes. Yeah. In Dr- 19... Oh, directly to you. He did in 1992. Wait, I'm sorry. Come on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I you... went to the Vatican in 1992, and he apologized to a delegation of American celebrities for the Holocaust. American celebrities and you. At, I, I was brought along by the famous actor Richard Dreyfus, <laughs> who is currently starring in two Netflix films. Yeah. But, like what, the Jewish what? Forrest Gump. Yeah, but he did. There is a photo of two me. Netflix films. One's called What About the Holocaust? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she said to the Pope. But yeah. then he he did like bless me in Latin or something, and it was <laughs> very sweet. And there's a very there's some very sweet photos. My dad had a girlfriend at the time who was younger than he and she was also a lapsed catholic and she i will never forget watching her walk out <laughs> why, of that room and why going am I not surprised that your dad's girlfriend was young and a former catholic <laughs> <laughs> she then yeah. looked laura looked at us and said i love god <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what a hollywood celebrity's young girlfriend would say holy spirit but can i just say that it, i think it undercuts my case against these uh, these elite cabals when uh the great ben drives is next to me saying like so i'm with celebrities and the pope it just doesn't it doesn't resonate anymore you guys are sitting in a room with one of them God. look look yeah. all right i'm the cool one yeah i just want to say that my one my father once brought me to a papa gino's outside of boston and i think it was on route one in saugus and we saw a guy who i think was polish and i'm not it's not the same thing but (laughs) joe biden taking the train every day to work i didn't realize that this was an anti-elitism thing uh, buddy we didn't take any fucking trains that was for fucking jewish guys like you who fucking had fathers fathers were in movies i walked all the way to the fucking catholic church Gave money to Norade for the I'll Irish people up both in the north. Fucking ways, all right. <laughs> if it was Saugus, it would have been the ninety-nine. Though, right? It would have been the golden banana, actually. Oh. But continue. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, is this out of control yet, Camille? I mean, this is totally off the rails. Right. I love all it. Right. I all right. Love but he it. won the apology. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, good. 
Yeah. That's good. I mean, you didn't have to like put hands on him. It yeah. sounds like. Sounds like I mean, very when I, I went back to the... Again, not I, Kevin Spacey. He's the other brother. <laughs> well, he's not Catholic, is he? But I went back... I told went, me he was. I went back to the, the, like, the Vatican like 10 years later when my father's career had gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> and and like we were no longer A-list there. Yeah. And we, they, they did not let us meet the Pope. They were like, you can touch this door. <laughs> there's this there's this magic door you touch or something. I look like they're like, making this stuff. You know, this is the paper door. No, you go touch it. You can touch this door. You know, it'll be good. You know, Jews should touch it probably. You should do your best. You know, would you like to yeah, I, By the way, all of a sudden, the people are Russian. They're, they're, like, they're, they're, they're bulky they're, from perfect they're, they're, they're all from Lithuania. Uh, it's, it's Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> but yeah, no, now we're just oh all God. members of the flock. Yeah. And a watch bullshit. Yeah, you know, you're you're like it's like a baseball player who starts in the minor leagues and ends in the minor leagues, oh, right? God. You know? Someone who started in the minor leagues went and got to watch someone they knew in the higher leagues mm. and then was sent they were No, actually, but your father actually, now they're your father no now your <laughs> your father, no, I'm talking about your father who oh, oh, I started and went and went to the you know World Series and Look, is my, now, my father now playing the, in the Cape Cod League. My father won the World Series. Okay. Well, did he does he is he an Oscar winner? He's, of course, an Oscar winner, What are you doing contemptuously? He was, <laughs> he was the youngest person to win Best Actor until Adrian Brody beat him by six weeks or something, like, for the piano. Was that for the Lighthouse movie that you guys went together? <laughs> what was the, what was the... It was for the Goodbye Girl in 1977. Right. Oh, wow. We talked about or this 78, A film that came out, like, a week after uh, Close Encounters, and, like, he was... It was a very good fall for my dad that yeah. year. I rewatched yeah. Close Encounters recently and yeah. holy so shit is that holding up. What, 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 right, so wait, let me tell you, movie. the thing about that movie that is amazing is that that movie ends with my dad leaving his children and flying off into the world. Yeah. Which is what he tried to do to you multiple times. Right. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the difference is my mom Laser is the one who took us away. But, but like, Where do space travel uh, things? <laughs> but like, when that, that, when, when that movie was made... I've never done a Richard Dreyfuss until right now. No, I know. You're not killing it. I'm trying. <laughs> you're, you're not doing great. You guys, I, I just feel sorry for you about this Jane fucking yeah. Meyer no. shit. I'm just trying to not you know, point it out. Like you in the Cape Cod movie, we all have to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everyone needs a sad card, okay? But so, like, my dad and my sad card. My dad and Stephen, like, were talking about fucking that movie, and then they decided to do the end where he flies away and leaves his family. And they both agreed. People had said, like, you know, it's not great to have the hero like abandon his family yeah. to go off and like fuck aliens or something yeah. and like and they yeah. both said well wouldn't you do it too and they agreed <laughs> the 70s yes but totally. then like in, the mid, in the mid 80s both of them had children yeah and steven had max and my dad had my sister and then me what does max spielberg do max is like a director of um, video games. Like he, he's actually a very, oh. uh, a quite good director of like ma- creator of video games. Oh. It's kind of a big deal now. No, I know. Yeah. Did yeah. you know him? You did you know that that he did that? No, I didn't. Know. Max is a, it's Max a next is frontier. A, you get big actors. Nice yeah. Max, Max also went to Fieldston as well. Um, but <laughs> there's Christ, you people. But I, but like so then, which means then, that if he plagiarizes a video game, nobody gives a shit. Max would never do that. I would contemplating contemplating Fieldston for my daughter. But oh, it's a lovely school. Why are all you LA kids going to school in New York? Well, because our parents got divorced, but um, (laughs) but then but then like Stephen had Max with Amy Irving, and they did all all this stuff. But then like someone interviewed Stephen at that point, and they said like, "Do you how do you feel about closing Anderson?" He said, "I wouldn't make the end the same anymore. Now I've had a son." 
I wouldn't leave and go off the earth. And then which he did about yeah. a And week then later? they interviewed my dad and said the same thing, and he said, "No, I'd still go." <laughs> <laughs> Literally, nothing's changed. I'd still, I, I get yeah. it. No, I love my, I love my kids. No, no, yeah. of course I'm fucking flying. Who's, yeah. <laughs> By the way, who's the 24 year old former Catholic that your dad's with now? Well, <laughs> my dad has been married now to a Russian. Oh, uh, really? Named Svetlana. Don't tell David Korn. <laughs> 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 she left before the wall went down. Yeah, all right, yeah. they, <laughs> perfect sleeper yeah. agent. Like Born. Yes, I'm with Born. Richard Drive. The American. I not make great movie now, but so he answered that ad at the truck stop. Yeah, Is that what I'm hearing? That's great. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to insult. I will, I will say. We can, I will just say that when, like, like a lot of people, when the wall fell, your father saw an opportunity. <laughs> I mean, look, he did. He yeah. did. Yeah. The fact is, my dad actually met my current stepmother um who will be his his wife who he yes. loves everything's great when he was taking to drop me off at college Are and you and she was working at the hotel that he well, I'm sorry, she what? was the head true? of like concierge at the hotel wow. and my dad had left his his green card in his pants because he's wait, an wait, old wait. white idiot man wait 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 wait, wait, wait. his green card where's your phone so we were living in london Canadian? and we had come to oh. boston from london to like he'd come to drop me off into wait but 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 is your father not an american citizen no 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 oh not green card sorry passport passport okay i'm okay. sorry you're right okay i was gonna i was gonna start yelling build oh, a wall no. <laughs> <laughs> no no you're absolutely right no you're absolutely that right. close encounters no, was yeah. but then like he left it in like his pants or some shit and we were in rooms across the hall and he sent it to get washed and the head of the constant like the hospitality yeah. department Washing. came over and was like I worked so hard to get this, this, to get a passport for America and came up and stormed in on his door. Are and you serious? then my dad was like, no one talks to me like that. Well, and then he was like, would you like yeah. to have coffee? <laughs> Are you serious? So she was and like, I worked in love and getting so married. hard for my passport and you treat it like shit. Yeah. Wow. It's like sexy. So how right wing is she? Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. Yeah. I love this country. You treat it like shit, right? Don't ask that any of these people yeah. about the Ukraine. Yeah, Don't yeah. ask about what we're Yeah. <laughs> Russian stepmother. Well, I'm sure she's lovely and and uh She is. Yes. Okay. Svetlana, you're great. Svetlana, uh, how long have they been it's so close really called Svetlana? Svetlana. Really? That was anything. 2004. Okay. So it has been Oh, look for the long haul. Oh, yeah. Well, good for uh, Richard. And you helped to uh, make it I stuff. did. I am the reason why it happened. I'm also the reason why my parents got divorced because my mom <laughs> left her. Oh my, God. my mom left dad my so dad. Disappointed. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But my mom left my dad for the person who took my tonsils out. Oh, she wow. Met, she met the surgeon when he was doing it, and then he hit on her because he was a, I, I, I have not to a very say, ethical surgeon. I have to say this about your father, which I, I appreciate. He's the best is that actor. So many, is, he's a fantastic actor. But it's 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 amazing that rather than... Because <laughs> you have this card that you can you know just you know, swipe anywhere in Hollywood and get some 24-year-old like a Playboy model that's falling out of the grotto, and he goes for the person taking your tonsils out, the one that's finding the passport. No, my dad didn't fuck the <laughs> The surgeon. <laughs> my, my mom did. Oh, I thought it was a f female surgeon because I'm <laughs> no, not sexist no, like you. No. So I thought it was a woman. <laughs> this was 1992. There were only male surgeons. Oh, yeah, it was a guy. Okay. So, Sorry. so wait a minute. Can we talk about the card that you can swipe? Is this an Amex Centurion card? It what is were you basically exactly? a very heavy card. <laughs> a little heavier than the one that you have, Camille. <laughs> and when you are in Hollywood, you can go around and be a nebbish 
and people will sleep. I mean, with you. that's huh. definitely true until you then go to Hollywood to then become a star based yeah. on nepotism, like I did. Yeah, <laughs> when I graduated college and I went but to LA, I was assuming it was going to be handed to me. So I was much like, truth. Oh no, I was like, I was like, I'm just going to. I assume I'm going to become a movie but, but, star. But was, here. That, but was there an expectation? Oh, yeah. for, that you would be an actor, of course. I, mean, of course. I mean, I've, people that no, I my, know who my, say my, I don't want them in the same business. Oh, oh no, my dad didn't support me at all. But I was like, of course I'll be a movie star. <laughs> I'm more talented because I've got my dad's genes. I haven't studied this at all or worked at yeah, board at all, yeah. but I expect it to be handed to me. And yeah. I then went and <laughs> then... What, what instead was handed to you? Well, then, no, it, it was quite a difficult. Of Mother Jones? Quite difficult to get anything. And they were like, I was, they were like, oh, well, Ben, your eye's going to be a problem because, you know... They're not gonna. You're gonna look like a freak here. I have a glass eye. You're you gonna look like a bit of a freak. Is that so true? Gonna, yeah. Of course oh, I didn't. I, I actually. I, I'm being totally honest. I think I had. You think I'm lazy eyed? Like a. Like a no, clown? I thought you were just staring like at me. And like a <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he actually has disclosed this on the show before. Oh, you were yeah. blacked out. Yeah, I was yeah, blacked out. Yeah. No, but like yeah. So I got this like glass eye, whatever. Blah blah blah. I was one time in People Magazine thing about how difficult it was for me to go to Taekwondo. I read your uh, post. Uh, really? Yeah, but then like I thought that. It was that, a different time. <laughs> I thought that it would be fine because I was like, you know, the fact is it might they might have to do some, you know, video effects, but this is a really great PR story. They're helping this fucking yeah, wide yeah, yeah. kid be the yeah. voice of Aladdin <laughs> 7 or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then that didn't yeah. happen at all. By the way, I just want to point out that the one time it wouldn't matter that you had one eye. Isn't <laughs> it's exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, maybe so, this is the problem with your career is so, that you did I've never attacked it. it the right way. My dad has a brother who is like, he sounds exactly like my dad and he made an entire career out of just doing commercials. Are you serious? For less that money than my is, dad. No. Oh, no. <laughs> that is literally the best story that's ever been told in the show. Literally, like, are would, you serious? He was like, miss, he was like, did like for Hoover, the like vacuum company, yeah. because people would hear it and go, that sounds a lot like that actor, I think. But yeah. like, he. It's he, Bill Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> what is your, what is your uncle's name? Oh, God. Now it's going to come okay, up. No, on no, yeah, no, Lauren. No, no. Lauren. It's Lauren. But I'm not going to yeah. tell you if it's an eye or an e. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, we can Google twice um, and figure it out. But that's what did your father did it ever create any animosity? Your father was like, "Can you stop trading on my voice? oh?" I mean, I imagine he, he was living I, uh, so large though in the seventies and eighties. Like he could, there's a lot of excess. Oh, that's true. I mean, spoon there off. was the, he there was there was money being lost on the sides, and yeah. now I just if I had one time machine, all I would do is go catch that money, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go with a little yeah. net, and be like, yeah. "Oh God, now yeah. I'm now I'm fucking like having to work in nonprofit journalism." Like, does he lament the loss of that? Does he he does. Oh, he does. when I was a kid, my dad was like, ah, I'm tired of acting, but I can't give up until I own a jet. Yeah. And I was like, nice, that's a nice goal. And now it's, I can't quit acting. I have to pay these, these, yeah. these like, yeah. I got a mortgage. I have to pay, have to pay for I'm my subscription of jet. House. Yeah. I got to pay for Mother Jones' subscription. And I was yeah. like, look, the fact is you are actually yeah. overdue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, there, there comes a point at which... You know, I mean, the thing we talked about last time is irrelevant. But it comes a point at which you have to take, you know, what people give you, right? I mean, right. there's, there's, it, it kind of reverse it's mortgage. So, it's so yeah, exactly. Like, my mom actually was an actress in the seventies who had a, the exact opposite career of my father. Like my dad was a prince the second he started doing it. He didn't, he didn't struggle ever. Um, but my mom, what, and what was the breakout role for him? Uh, 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 Wasn't John, what's it, actually? No, what's it called? Um, in Canada, the uh, the apprenticeship with Duddy Kravitz. 
Yeah, the uh, Mordecai Rickler book. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he did uh, American Graffiti. By the way, who's, it's That's very right. funny, whose son I have met a number of times, too. I just meet the sons of interesting yeah. people. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying you're not interesting. Kind of I am, but uh, I'm implying you are. But no, I, so, I obviously it, am. I don't have anything to prove. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, and your, your brother's not an actor, either. No, he is, he is somewhat of an actor. He is a very, he's actually a far more talented actor than I am, and he has two eyes. Yeah, and yeah. he's got so many things going for him. You did so say somewhat that, of an actor. Yeah, well, it's his brother. Well, he's not He's not starring in the in Marvel's The Runways. Yeah. But, yeah. The Runways? The Runaways. The Runaways. Yeah. I don't know what the yeah. fuck it's called. All right? I don't actually, watch, I'm sorry actually, that I don't watch yeah. that. No, he's actually starring in Marvel's The Runways. <laughs> <laughs> the Runways, be, it's just a walking salon. So yeah. I would, I would yeah, like yeah. to be a part of the universe. Did anyone? My mom was a bad actress she didn't succeed like she was from west virginia she didn't wait, wait, have a wait, lot are of are you saying she, she had a bad career she's actually a bad actress well, she was a bad actress and but, but you fine. would say that to her now yeah if she knows that my mom jeremy my, my mom is the most loveliest person in the world but she was yeah. a fucking terrible actress yeah. but the fact yeah. is is that she she's, she was pretty gorgeous yes got gorgeous yeah. people like to say you i know, say that with a kind of hesitation because I, I am looking at you look people constantly <laughs> say to me would you ever fuck your father and i say of course he's a famous man and I, the fact is <laughs> <laughs> I'd fuck any celebrity. But then they say, would you fuck your mom? And I would say, of course, she's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, but the fact is that, like, my this mom... Is why you're not a famous actor. <laughs> <laughs> my, mom, my mom struggled for every little, like, soap opera role that she got. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up in Wes Craven's first movie. Okay? And then she, she did it. She murdered some teens and, like, helped them get raped by people. And so then she did the movie. And, and she <laughs> helped, helped them to get raped. And then she uh, held them down, is yeah, what I mean. Yeah. And she killed that role, though. She yeah. did it well. But then she stopped acting because she wasn't very good at it. Yeah. But she always told us the exact opposite story about acting than my dad did. My dad said, it's easy. If you're talented, you just do it. And it's easy. Everyone hands you everything. Suddenly yeah, you go out to the cocaine. streets and they say, you're on yeah. Bewitched. And then suddenly you just yeah. are. And my mom was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I had to pretend to be a carpenter to go sneak into the studio to do this bullshit. And it turned out that what I've learned as an adult is my mom was right. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually yeah. what it's like. But it is in, in some ways that, like, you know, I mean, I used to write. I used to, that's what I did you oh. know, for most of my life. And then do I did the other thing. Yourself? No, no, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, um, it's because lot. writing is very, very hard, right? <laughs> um, and being on camera is not. It just isn't. I, I mean, it's like it's you know you. Everyone here has done that. Don't look at me when you say no. I'm like, like you know. I'm no. I'm looking at you. I mean, I'm, you because I'm uniquely talented. At no, well, I was. Area. It's funny because I was looking at you of like, why are you agreeing with me? Yeah. Because it's actually difficult for you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, Take some beta blockers. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that'll make it all better. Hasn't pressed send in like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> So we got off the topics of. Um, Anyways, I don't know what we're week, talking right? about it even anymore. Yeah, I mean, we're talking d- about the Dreyfus family, which is a fascinating family. I want to. I want to. care. NPA is going to be very upset about this entire conversation. I want to inject just a little bit about the Spielberg family. Did anyone watch the documentary that was made about him about like a year, year and a half yeah. ago, yeah. Uh, featuring Richard Dreyfus? Uh, featuring Richard Dreyfus. Uh, it's it's fascinating because uh, you were talking about like abandoning your family and all this kind of stuff, and obviously he has like a twenty year chunk in his career that's all about like, every movie, every single movie movie is about just the absolute crisis of a family splitting up and a child being abandoned. Even his World War II movies. All of them. Like the stupid AI movies, uh, the, the all the good movies, Catch Me If You Can, which I love. All these, they're all about Empire this. Empire of the Sun. In one sense or another. And the end of the documentary, <laughs> near the end of the documentary. It's a great J.G. Ballard novel. Put it on the list. By the way. Uh, a young Christian Bale. Yeah. And and so like the story in, in Spielberg's life was that dad left mom. 
and he was traumatized. So he made 20 movies about it. And then he finds out when he's like 50, 60 years old, like, nah, actually mom left dad. Yeah. And dad was covering it up to yeah. protect your feelings. It's yeah. like, wow. psych. Yeah. It's an incredible thing. And I felt like in the documentary, they didn't spend <laughs> what, Did he then start making movies from the perspective of the Nazis or something? Is no. that like, you just <laughs> he was just like a father's rights activist? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, the cutest thing about Steven's mom is that like, she owned this deli in um, LA that she, she passed away a few years ago, but bef- which is sad, but, before that she 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 maintained it until the like the day that she died and it it wasn't called spielberg's deli or anything like it but it did have posters of all the films he'd done and because she was so proud of him and that she would just come and sit down at tables with people and they would be like oh i love your food and she would say like you know yeah and they would say like oh well why do you have this thing for you know the color purple the color purple she would say oh well, my son did a really good job with that. Yeah. And like, yeah. it was so cute yeah. and adorable. Yeah. I, I remember I was going to, did I tell you about this? It's the, the, I love the, the mom loves the famous kid and it's trying to shoehorn it into a conversation thing. And I can't remember who it was. Somebody from the Dodgers when I, I got my hair cut one time in Palo Alto. Because I was shooting something there, and she said, my son is, uh, like, and it was, like, his really circuitous way of getting to it. But I was like, why are we talking about baseball all of a sudden? And her son was, uh, uh, what's his name, a power hitter from the Mike Dodgers. Piazza? I can't remember, but I'll, I'll think of it in a second because I'm blanking. But. Is, it, is it possible that Steven Spielberg could direct Color Purple today? Is that possible? No. Absolutely oh, no. Not. No, God, no. Absolutely not. No. I no, mean, no. he did Amistad, right? Yeah, yeah, he was, he, he was still today. 20, 20 and, years and he ago. was actually yeah. excoriated for doing Amistad, even in 1990. Was he excoriated for a color purple? Well, purple Amistad too. was not a like a critically acclaimed film, but like color no. purple wasn't didn't do well. Know. I mean, they didn't, both, they didn't both she got the win most, an Oscar? They didn't, both got the most Academy Awards, which didn't is ridiculous. Didn't she win an Oscar for that? Who? For the color purple? Whoopi? Uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah. oh, no, Whoopi. Whoopi won for the for Ghost. Did she? Yeah. Well, Ghost is a great film. She's a great actor. Ghost is a wonderful film. Wow. This is, again, why you're not a famous actor. But yeah, it's just bad okay. taste. You have all bad right. taste. It's fine. Are, 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 it's if, fine. You're, if you're going to stake out the claim that Ghost is not a wonderful film, I mean... I'm not staking out the claim. I'm saying it's an amazing You know who's film. a really... You know who's, you know who's a wonderful person is Demi Moore. Yeah. Who once pulled a tree she, out of my eye. She is, she is now dating my son. Uh, no, she's <laughs> not. What a lucky son. I don't have a son. Have, have, have we seen her since she climbed up the stairs to feed the giraffe? Uh, just saw today she's got a book deal, Demi Moore. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. Demi Moore is, is actually one of the sweetest people in yeah. the world. And once when there was a tree in my eye. As happens to as kids in Hollywood. I was like pushed down. Good I, eye or bad? I, my bad eye. I was like. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of what created the bad I, eye. I, I was like pushed in a, by a bully in fourth grade down yeah. onto a tree. And there was yeah. a tree hanging out of my eye. Who, what? Yeah. By this branch. Who was Richard Roundtree's son, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, the school was like, we can't pull this out. We're actually afraid for liability here. Uh, we don't really know what to do. Yeah. Uh, we gotta, Demi Moore is just like walking by? Yeah. Demi came up to pick up rumor who was went a year younger than me (laughs) (laughs) and saw me sitting there like waiting for they needed my mom and i had this like branch out of my head and she was like what's going on ben and i was like they won't pull it out they're afraid of being sued and she said oh this is idiotic and jumped on top of me and said don't worry don't worry don't worry and then Ripped it right out of my yeah, head. Yeah. 
Wow. Jumped on top of you. Yeah. I mean, for me, that was a really big time. I mean, that's a pretty good She had just done striptease. It was amazing. Dear God. But also, like, it was such a sweet moment. And the school people were like, oh, finally, someone was willing. He wasn't afraid of getting sued. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say that we started this episode with me denouncing. Again, I want to point this out, denouncing the cabal of people that went to Fieldston (laughs) and this uh, elite kind of thing. And uh, now we end on the Jimmy Moore and Rumor and the the, Rumor. This all happened at a thing called the Community School in Sun Valley, Idaho. Um, (laughs) We only, the only, we went to, we went with Hemingway's. Crossroads and I didn't. I didn't go to Crossroads. Okay, because like, <laughs> I, I, again, my dad was a movie star. Yeah. All right, but that yeah. is where all the people. Yeah, he wasn't like, on Elf. For Christ's sake. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's not like my parents was yeah. like a co-producer on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. Or yeah. Like yeah. I wonder how many Fieldston kids said, "I went to high school in the Bronx." <laughs> oh my! All of them. Yeah. Yeah. The best thing is that there's three schools right next to each other that are all Tony Rich prep schools: Riverdale and Horace Mann. Yeah. And yeah. My sister went to Horace Mann and I went to Fieldston. And the one thing that I learned was that we had the same drug dealer. <laughs> and the, the drug dealer told me one time, he was like, yeah, you know, I'll tell you the difference between your three schools. At Horace Mann, they buy uh, Dexedrine. At, <laughs> at Riverdale, they're buying, you know, lots of weird painkillers. And at, at Fieldston, they're buying Molly. <laughs> yes. I'm glad you had an interaction with the wow. working class. <laughs> there needs to be yeah, good. There good. needs to be some sort you know, of well, academic what, investigation. Look, 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 of when that. you go to Mother Jones, they say, <laughs> "Have you talked to people from the working class?" And you say, "Well, no, my drug, my drug dealer at Horace Mann." Um, look, look, I'm not working. a reporter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, wheel, of, the wheels have come off. Man this. of the now, people. Now this is literally just a story about random celebrities ideas. Yes, <laughs> yeah, well, That's you know, we, 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 totally we make a show out of it. Right? That's totally yeah. fine. The Fieldston Follies. Yeah. Um, we, we when got- your dad really hits rock bottom, he'll be on this show. <laughs> Look at him on. <laughs> yeah. My dad might have in Kansas City doing Is, one of those yeah, shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> oh my God, we should get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Is that, how long have we been going? Do uh, we even have enough to Not even 90 minutes, yeah. but uh, a tight Tight show. I'm not tracking it. Is there now? Is there? Are there any news? Can I have one final thing? Oh, go for it. That I'm annoyed about. Oh boy. So I was uh, looking at the best website uh, in America. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, the Drudge Report. I was going to say something else that was going to be really backfire on me, <laughs> and I was going to lose my job. But uh, I was looking at the Drudge Report, uh, and there was a series of links because he's obsessed with Brett Easton Ellis, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been doing. He's been obsessed with him for years. And I, I think I once told a story in this show that the first uh, editing job I had at Newsweek it was fucking it was, was 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 fucking him. Yeah, was actually was giving was somebody said, well, Brett Easton Ellis, not my first editing job, my first editing job at Newsweek. They was writing for them. And they said, you know, everyone had to pick up these editing duties. I read this Nora Ephron book. And so and so <laughs> when Brett Easton Ellis had denounced the woman who was married to the guy who did the thing about the aliens. Or the people underwater or whatever. What was the who did Hurt Locker? What the fuck was her name? Oh, Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. He denounced her and said that the only reason she anyone cares about her is because she's a woman. And he then was forced to apologize. He apologized, I think, in the pages of the James Daily Cameron? Beat. Cameron? Uh, no, 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 no. Brett Easton Ellis apologized for denouncing uh, oh, Catherine Bigelow. Oh. And, it, and they asked for like a thousand words or something. And he turned in this 8,000 word, like dribbling, coked out. And they said nobody wanted to edit it because they were afraid of him and he's going to get mad. And they gave it to me. 
And so I made it a tight 3,000 words <laughs> or 2,500. And I got an email back from him and he said something to the effect of like, I wish you had kept all the other stuff, but I like the edit. And then I was, I went on to actually have, you know, a, a life Locked at down. the magazine. And um, so I'd always like kind of had this kind of soft spot for him in some ways. Never listened to his podcast. Don't know. I know his politics are a bit all over the place. But when his, he has a book that came out that was called, it's called White or something? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know the premise of the book, but it's it's it's, it's a long extended essay about our our identity politics. Yeah, so, you know, of course, yeah. so it's yeah. it's like yeah. his version of David Mamet's book, right? When David Mamet had that book that came out when he was listening to Glenn Beck, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I realized something about this is that every person I know who is in the world of entertainment in some ways or in Hollywood or a writer. You're an HBO star, sir. I am. Uh, huge. I'm the, 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 the new season of my show started last week. I am an orc on Game of Thrones, whatever it's One called. One of the 17 executive yeah, directors. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm from Westeros or whatever it's called. And so <laughs> I, I realize this about all of these people. I, I feel bad for Brett Easton Ellis for, for this. You know, people do wouldn't. You? I do, actually, and this is why. Because all of these people that I know in this universe – have bad politics. All of them. They have incredibly stupid politics when it comes. It could, it could be on, you know, Black Lives Matter. It could be on sort of economic issues. It could be on anything, right? But they get together and they say these things. They say these things to me and nobody fucking cares. If a tree falls in the forest, nobody listens. But I felt bad because Brett Easton Ellis had bad politics in a different way. And everybody who reviewed the book was reviewing the politics of the book. I saw this really, really... this. It real attack piece. I think it was in the New York Review of Books. I, I think actually I might be wrong about that. But everybody reviewing this book was like, wow, what a piece of shit this is. And I was like, oh, it's because he has bad politics. But everybody has bad politics, right? Everybody in his universe had, has bad politics, but just from a different kind of, you know, Instinct. It's not a, a bad politics that and requires like good, to be. No, yeah. and it's like, good God, all of these people are constantly dribbling about politics. And I felt bad for him because his bad politics were the wrong bad politics. And it's like it's sort of double negative, the okay. wrong bad politics. But, you know, why are we like Brett Easton Ellis is now persona non grata. Like, good God, we shouldn't talk to him ever again because he has these politics. It's like, you know, is it is that actually what we're doing now? OK, 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 OK. Hang on one second. Yes. All right. So the fact is. Everyone in Hollywood does have bad politics because there are people who were became princes and princesses in one area and then assumed that that translates to other things. And we all know that that's not true, which is why I'm not a good actor. But I was very good at this other bullshit. Yeah, you're a bad writer, too. Let's be clear. Great at writing fucking headlines, right? Um, Yeah, I mean, David David Korn just texted me (laughs) and he was like, that guy. Didn't like that TK. No. (laughs) TK. But like the fact is, like, that's why every actor in Hollywood and uh, they all have somewhat ridiculous politics because they're not professionals in it. They think they are like people who will succeed in anything and they can fix everything. But having said that, what you said about Freddie Snell is no one's paying attention to him. Like the fact is that is simply not true. Like he just now last week, there was the New Yorker interview, right? Well, precisely what kind of, I I know Isaac too. And, but, but that's a brilliant interview, but, but see, this is like, Isaac does one of those every week. Right. And and it's just, if you're stupid enough to think that like, that's, you're not good, that he's not going to like challenge you on these things. Then like how, what type of research? I I, I agree. I agree. Because I mean, the point of Isaac's interviews, which I mean, I think are becoming a little tedious now, is that 
<laughs> he attacks you and gets you, you know, against the ropes and just right. pummels you. Right. And like, if that doesn't happen, I don't know if he's going to release those interviews. If Isaac is getting worked do over. Do you honestly think I that don't, though? Do you think that he's interviewing a lot of people and they're like, they're, oh, no, they're, no, but, but, they're but, but, volleying but, yeah, back and he's saying, well, let's well, kill this piece. I mean, look, I mean, he's doing, he's doing a lot of glass jawed people. I mean, it's like, these are all Mike Tyson out of prison fights. It's not the one. Except like, for this, this author that you just mentioned that you no, 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 but, think no, is you, very smart. No, no, but, no, no, you, no, I do like, you're misunderstanding me entirely, but I don't think he's very smart. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm saying this. So you don't like less than zero? I, oh my God. I, it's okay. Yeah. It's a joke. But, but uh, here's, don't. here's, it's okay. But here's the thing is that I don't think, I think that his bad politics will be what informs everything he does for the rest of his life. The next time a book comes out, it's going to be like, oh, he's the guy with that politics. Because he did that, uh, that interview with Isaac Chandler. Do you think but that I will that, say, hold the on. The first line in his biography is that? No, no, but you're, mis- you're misunderstanding me. But, but if it's somebody else, and if they go and say, well, you know, I love Daniel Ortega in, in Nicaragua, mm-hmm. and I think the white helmets in Syria are a scam. And they're, they're <laughs> like, that's not going to be the first line of the next book or film that comes out. They're, exactly. not, gonna be, they're not going to be, be subjected to be. that interview. They don't get subjected to that because I think that like, and I think what Brett said in an interview and, and from what I can tell about the book, I would disagree with probably most of it. Right. But I think it, like, it is a napalm when it's a particular type of politics that it doesn't hit everyone equally. And if you have dumb politics and you're a dumb Hollywood person, you're a dumb novelist and this is not your remit, this is not what you're supposed to be doing, but you're getting into that anyway, there's a certain, well, you know, he's a Hollywood guy. In fairness, with, with, that's with, the subject with of the book. No, I know. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. the he chose yes. to write the Yes, write but this you book. know if he did that book from a different direction, it, when he, the next time he did a novel, that book would be a memory. Right. But when he does a novel again, it's going to be, oh, Brett's that right-wing guy. It happened to David Mamet, whose politics are incredibly stupid. Right. And he's but also, like, like, Sean Penn on the left would say that, like, he, no one's going to fucking think about Sean Penn without remembering that he fucking did this El Chapo bullshit. But nobody, nobody, rem- if you talk about Sean Penn, this is a good example. Nobody remembers him being a Hugo Chavez sycophant when he went to, to oh, Caracas. I, I do. He, you do, but most people don't. When he has a next... It, sh- when it, it should be. You're right, though. Like, and if you write about him, about if him. you write about him, you're not going to necessarily mention... You might mention it in the profile, mm-hmm. but you're not going to necessarily mention it right. in the first That's three paragraphs. Fair. If you do that, Brett Neeson Ellis is going to get that in the, next, the first three paragraphs for the rest of his And existence. to be clear, the El Chapo thing, the sin was the writing. Right. It was yeah. just oh like... God, and then I took so my bad. cock out and I... The, and that he talked about like how he was typing on a laptop but didn't know what a laptop was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like... He's like a really... He's a horrible... I horrible highly writer. recommend people read that Isaac Chotner uh, interview because it's a... Uh, it's like tectonic plates in different directions yeah. and so so many people reacted to it like yeah, yeah. nailed yeah. it got yeah. it yeah. <laughs> can you believe it Chotner does then, it again. Then the LA Times did this other interview with him like two days later where they were like wasn't it difficult to have to be shouted at by the New York Times <laughs> the, 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 New York, yeah. the New Yorker and he was like oh well you know but there was, there was, it was a, quite difficult there was actual mutual misunderstanding in that interview that's, that's interesting I think to dissect a little bit uh, not to overdo it on this particular podcast but go out and read it and look at it because Brett Snell is saying pretty clearly I don't really know this shit I'm yeah. talking about how the Trump era has mangled people's minds and have like cramped them and turned them weird and i just observe this all around me and he's i think right about that especially if he lives in places like we all do we've seen Mm -hmm. people lose their absolute shit in this time Mm -hmm. and like feel like we want to unclench their fists sometimes sometimes we want them to go further if they're like being usefully active and like helping 
you know, immigrants at airports during the Muslim ban. Yes, please do all that. But if you're sure. just like going to Tom Arnoldville, like you yeah. want to unclench that unless you're writing it for comedy. And so he was making that point and Chotner wasn't listening to that at all. He was just like fact checking him in real time about all of his. Um, <laughs> but uh, like you're talking about, you know, I agree. With, I agree with a lot of that. But also you're talking about like the sin being here that he's fact checking him, in real time, which gets back to like the Jane Mayer thing from earlier. Like, yeah. uh, like what Jane Mayer should have done was fact checking him, her in real time. Mm-hmm. Like, right. No, one in these really right. interesting for us, the people who listen to these things, you know, I don't know. But, but, but it's I totally think, true. Yeah. But I think that the, the thing is, is that with him, are you trying to fuck Brady Snellis? I, I have. So I don't know why you're talking in the future. Let's just get, what's this really yeah. about? All right. Let's yeah. just cut down to brass. Is this pillow here. talk in the second Let's, person? I, it's, it is. It's so funny because it will inform everything he does forever is the only point that I'm making. But um, what was the, who did you just, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm drunk. I just forgot what I was thinking. Uh, ben, it's, my name is Ben. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, who's, who's this Jewish kid here? <laughs> we do the, we do the Richard Spencer. Podcast? Is that's that exactly right. Yes. Is this for Stormfront? How proud you are Stormfront to be a white, a white oh, man. Oh, so proud. <laughs> yeah. And when I saw that symbol of Christianity on fire. Yeah. Yeah. How did that make you feel? Yeah. He made yeah. the Pope. Yeah. Yeah. Mean, right? I like condos. Did you know like condos yeah. there? You, uh, you mispronounced Western civilization. Yes. So <laughs> points off. Yeah, no one, no one wants not... you to come back to Whitefish, Montana it's, again. We're his Russian wife who divorced him. Yeah, I don't care about Brady Stanton's Ellis's politics in any way. I just saw the glee with which people reviewed this book in a political way. I don't know if it's a, if it's a well written book, if it's a fun book, if it has funny elements to it. Gillespie it's says book of the year, so it's, it's probably just bad. like right? no, he doesn't. He does. Well, is really? he wearing the leather jacket when he said it? I mean, I mean when is he not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Occasionally. Occasionally. So, so anyway, I think we all agree that like there are Twitter mobs that destroy people, and that then this is all bad. As I'm pretty sure everyone in this room has been uh, tried to be murdered by a Twitter mob Not one really. time in there. Oh, oh, uh, oh big man, proud <laughs> man. Come on, Matt, you've never been on Bill Maher's show and uh, said something that you know when you got off the set there were thirty five thousand. I, I, I seem to remember a couple of weeks ago, right. so folks are coming after you for being a racist, right? Scumbag. But I mean that happens. I mean I just take right. that as a but given. that's what that's when what you're a racist. You scumbag. have to figure out how to do the mutes. Okay, <laughs> you got to figure out how to make these mutes. Also, when you on Mar, the trick is don't look at your fucking phone for a good like four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not worth it. I will say this. The one thing that bugs me is that I wish this would go away and no one's going to ever allow it to go away. We saw it last week with uh, Ilhan Omar is that the one thing that you're not allowed to say is that when any anyone says I'm getting death threats, it's bullshit in the sense that I've never heard someone say that and have someone arrested at their house or actually try to kill them, et cetera. There are journalists, there are people who say things in various places who cannot live normal lives because of death threats. And when some egg on Twitter says, fuck you, you should die, God knows who's saying it, it could be them, for Christ's sake. I don't know. And that that has become this drumbeat recently, the death threat. Mm -hmm. I'm getting so many death threats because of you. And it's in a way, it's it's almost acts as this this sort of function of like limiting speech. Don't allow don't allow these people to say this because they're getting death threats. I want to see them. 
Show right. me the fucking. I never see these death threats. Can, can I ask a question related to yeah. this though? Uh, because I, I think people will be wondering this. I've gotten death threats too, by the way. No. Yeah. I well, don't take them seriously from eggs. Yeah. Stormfront had a whole Both. thread about trying to kill me, but I was like, yeah. these pussies are right? coming <laughs> to New York. <laughs> like, yeah. you can know my fucking yeah. address, so, yeah. motherfucker. But You're I wanna, not. I, I got a go. doorman. <laughs> too many Jews. Like, I can't. I want to ask about this because the president of the United States puts out a tweet and it's this this video, and it is like pretty pretty dark stuff with yeah. the plane smashing into the World yeah. Trade Center and cutting mm. back and forth between that and yeah. a congresswoman yeah. giving a speech out of context. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Enough, enough. It, is, is this not uh, an incitement? No. It, it's, God, not no it's not dangerous no. at all? I mean, is it like, dangerous? It, it strikes, it it strikes is, me, it strikes me as, as more it than, it strikes me as more than distasteful. more than dangerous. I think it's more than distasteful. I yeah. agree. But yeah. it's not, I don't think, it's, like, like, it's also like when, when, it's a legal when category. Gabby Giffords it, was that, shot, that's right? Yeah. And then there was like this regrettable thing on the left happened where they were like, oh, Sarah Palin had used like a crosshair. By the left, you mean the New York Times. I mean, they propagated this for a very long time. That was stupid. And like, the thing is like, the left should be ashamed of that because like the war on imagery you know starts with blood like <laughs> like yeah, yeah. it's it's but it is still i think you're absolutely right like dangerous and irresponsible because you do know that at a minimum she's going to get meaningless death threats uh-huh. which even if they are meaningless like they're these people aren't going to do it all of us again know that they're like it's it isn't great it's, getting it's, these threats. It's, it's, it's meaningless. Sad. And here's it's the question. It's hard. Until, like, it's meaningless I, until it isn't. And when right. you, at least when you are a person of prominence like in national politics, right. the, sure. the expectation certainly is that you'll cons- conduct yourself with some degree of respectability. Yeah. The president of the United States fails is, to do that all the time. Of course. Of course. But here's I, I think Omar certainly failed as as did her defenders when they were responding to this non-controversy sure. by suggesting that anyone who was critical of her was critical because they are inherently necessarily racist and this is what always happens to people sure. of color but the question all is and, and, and if you say it's dangerous it's a question to ask you uh-huh. and um i don't think you're totally wrong about that but what would happen if somebody took a pot shot at her in the same way that Steve Scalise was shot at by somebody, and actually he was he by was, a Bernie he was, Sanders, he was yeah. hit, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I don't I, when, Which, when when people on the right uh-huh. said this is like Bernie's, I'm like, are you nope. kidding me? But but what if somebody took you know attacked her? How do how do we react to that and mm-hmm. say that? You shouldn't tweet these things. You should be responsible, morally responsible. Because also, we we should also remember and understand that prior to Donald Trump, who is, I think, somebody who does not like Muslims. I don't think he's an Islamophobe because I think that's too smart for him, that he would actually disagree with the tenets of Islam, hmm. which he doesn't understand. I do think that he is instinctually somebody who does not like Muslims, period. I don't think there's much. I mean, the Saudi talk. Muslims are. Well, 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 people giving money are different. Well, you go can on, always go overcome. On He'll do business. The magic business ball. Ball. As long as you're over there. But, but yeah. the, the question is, is that prior to Donald Trump being a political force and then being the president, these people existed. You know, Robert Spencer was going to say the same thing right. about her if she was elected in 2006, right? Mm-hmm. In these, is he responsible? What level of responsibility for somebody who is not actually specifically calling for violence? Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm not sure the answer to this question. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, it's not an argument no, I'm, I'm, I'm with is you. It, what, at what point? Because if I say, 
If I say this thing about, you know, Jill Abramson is that she's a piece of trash and she's a terrible reporter and I she's the, like a pox on the house of journalism. And then someone goes and, and Matt, punches her in the and face. And kills her. And Matt kills her. <laughs> yeah. Or if somebody attacks her or does something silly. Yeah. I mean, how responsible am no, I? Look, I think but that's I a, don't know. I think that's a fair I, I point. Know. And I, I would I would completely concur with that. And I would say that. And I you think can't I have, concur because I don't I'm not making a point. I'm actually asking a question. I don't actually know the answer to this question. No, I'm concurring yeah. with the uncertainty yeah, about yeah, that. I think yeah, it is complicated. Complicated. And I was going to go a step further and say, I'm, I'm not making any sort of equivalence here sure. because it is complicated. But I do think on the left, in response to the president of the United States, much of the overheated rhetoric has always made me quite nervous. Yeah. Much of the the overwrought excitement about how this is the end of the republic yeah. and this is right. this spells the end of civilization mm-hmm. because this particularly uniquely dangerous person has been elected – Perhaps there's a way to to sell some version of that narrative that doesn't truck. Well, that's that, I mean, that's I mean, some like, of the like sort another, of another example of this is that like nonsense. people talk about like uh, you know Facebook destroying the world, right? Yeah, ridiculous. But if there was a shooting at Facebook, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. there was at YouTube there, last yeah, year, absolutely. You know, yep. no one in that moment thought that that was happening because the media had said bad things about Google. You know, but they had but but the Washington Post things is, you know, democracy dies in darkness. And people mm-hmm. had been saying that YouTube was bad at that. But no one immediately it turned out to be a domestic dispute. But mm-hmm. no one like thought, oh, well, all the media organizations should have like reconsider how we talk about, you know, the poor fucking victims of Silicon Valley who are, you know, we're going to accidentally yeah. incite murder to. And like, you know, our I'm I I am I work for a place that has said a lot of very you know strong things about how all these platforms are bad but if there was a shooting tomorrow I wouldn't feel culpable. Well would you, <laughs> you the, the same thing is is you know with Donald Trump and and you mentioned this is that the number of people I mean you could you could do a supercut of this that would last 3 days mm. of people on television calling him a traitor a uh-huh. traitor to the republic yeah. Yeah, which, yeah. and we know that the punishment for for being a traitor it w- can be the death penalty right? Like that guy Rudy it's, who's so, running for president. So if somebody if somebody took treason. a pot shot at him Love that movie. Would, <laughs> who how do you narrow it down and say which person incited you know, the, the, the shooter, the killer, because he's a because the, the other thing is that if I think it's not a, it's beyond being in poor taste, what Donald Trump tweeted about Elon Omar, I think it's like right. ha- reprehensible in almost every way. I think it's wrong. I think that, he's you know, he's not a good president. He's not a good president. He's not a good person. I think that both of those things are true. He's a racist. Um, and, you know, so when you when, when this happens. Right. And we have a country of three hundred and thirty million people. Right. Let's and no one attacks her. Right. Nobody tries to kill her. That it's obviously not that strong of a message, right? That if people are out there are listening to this and like, oh my God, she's just like those people who flew the planes into the World Trade Center. I think that no, it's trying to remind you in some way of the importance of this event and she's minimizing it. I think that's wrong. I don't think that's a good point. I think it's a silly point in almost mm-hmm. every way. But if this was so insanely inciting, one would expect they would be tackling shooters all the time, much like you're trying to protect well, a mosque have, in I mean, Mosul. But, but we have, we have arrested a few of, of people of who, course, of course. who were, were the specific named uh, targets of criticism of Donald Trump, uh, who yes, right, like, that guy wanted to go after I don't know, Maxine Waters or Jay Tapper right. or whoever the hell. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think there's a useful metaphor and it's me talking. So the chances of me making a good one are really small. But like there's a chain and there's the fog. The chain is uh, can you 
The old fog and chain metaphor. Fog and chain. (laughs) Is there a direct link between this, 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 and this? And almost always the answer is, of course not. And that's wrong. And the word incitement is very specific about this because, as you Mm -hmm. rightly point out, it has a Supreme Court meeting, which is basically I went into the street in the middle of a riot and said, that window, throw a brick through it. That that is incitement, course, yeah. saying that Anthony Fishner, Fisher and Fishner, uh, his uh, cousin, <laughs> Brother, yeah. is a douchebag and and the probably worst. should die in the night. Is not <laughs> incitement. Um, so that's the chain. But there is a fog, and the fog, and the president has more of a fog horn. How am I doing? Well, no, uh, horribly. So a lot of metaphors yeah, going on yeah, here. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of things. The but war like, on imagery. I'm actually a fan of now. <laughs> <laughs> But like the fog, we should also worry about and think about yeah. in addition to thinking about like getting shit right. Like you don't want to pollute everything. Um, but you right? also that, like that he should be aware, thing. like the, the people should be aware that there's a difference between cr- causing something or contributing to something. Right. And like I do think it's that like all of the these things could contribute to it. And, and a fog. <laughs> but like also this happens with people who commit suicide. Like uh the, there was this wow. the, that woman who yeah. who went to jail for yeah. Yeah. bullying someone into committing suicide. I personally am of the belief that like suicide, and this I, I've been in a suicide ward. Okay, so like I'm going to pull that card here. Yeah, but like it's an insane thing to do. That it's like it, it's not a rational belief. It's also not fair to expect other people to know you're irrational. Mm. And that you could, because of one comment, mm. jump off a bridge. Mm. But yeah. I mean, in yeah. that exact case, that she was quite terrible. She was, like, she, was she was very specific. Yeah, right. like, there was, like, you should kill yourself. But yeah. I think like that's that why would, that, that would meet the definition that Matt said of incitement. Right. Like that's why it's. <laughs> yeah. but, but I do think it's then like an interesting question of like at what point does something become con- contributing to someone's own personal things mm-hmm. or than causing them to do it. And I see why, like, Trump and a lot of the political rhetoric on the left, the political rhetoric on the right, could contribute to someone who wants the reason to do this. Right. And but, but this is the same argument. If you remember these arguments that that we were very, very dismissive of in the past because they were not political. When they're, when they're political, right. it becomes more partisan. And, like, my side, your side, you know, Trump's doing this and, you know, the people who – Sanders supporters and Scalise and the rest of it. But, I mean, recall these debates about rap lyrics in the 80s, whether it's Cop right. Killer um, with Ice-T and Body Count or if it's Two Live Crew – or video games. Suicide Solution by Ozzy, which was went to trial, actually. Judas, Mar- Judas Priest uh, went, went went to trial for the same thing. Marilyn Manson was Marilyn congressional Manson. hearings. Yep, and we, we laughed at that stuff. And Judas was, Priest it, was just being about so aggressively gay in a heavy metal context. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. and not realizing it. Yeah. Uh, as as the uh, people in the He hasn't movie, realized he's gay? No, well, the people in the movie Heavy Metal Parking Lot, which was a <laughs> Judas Priest concert in Maryland. Go check it out. It's a great the movie. Best. It is a great in movie. In 85, I think. But <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, we talked about this and it was very, very quickly dismissed by mostly people in the sort of, I will say, cultural left. I guess they're left, but they're not sort of necessarily political. The idea of bringing uh, iced tea in front of a congressional right. healing, talking about body, like uh, cop killer, we have to kill cops, et cetera, whatever the lyrics were, is laughable. It was laughable then. And we don't apply, of course, the same standards to, to Donald Trump. Of course, he's a d- very different position. He's right. the president. And that takes on a different import, which I believe is true. I, I think there is something different with that. But if it was a, if it was a congressman doing the same thing who has no constituency, even among his constituents, we would talk about it in the same way. So we do have to remember that, you know, 
There, I've I, I always said, like, well, d- d- do video games make people, you know, go on shooting sprees? Well, no. M- hundreds of millions of people play video games, and they're not hundreds of millions right. of shooting sprees. But does it have an effect on somebody who is on that edge? Who, I don't know. I, I don't but, know. I mean, I'm, even I, if it I, does, I, like, the fact is, like, pop culture does have effects on things. Like, like we yeah. can all accept that. And the fact is, is that enough reason, the fact that it does... A- Affect things for well, precise, off, right? That's precisely right. Is it, is it, do we yeah. legislate right. things and, and govern based on those people on the edge? Right. It uh, no, we, it, we shouldn't. We should. It's mad to do so. I mean, New, like New Jersey, I think, is the place that had this, the the like case that went on about how whether rap lyrics were art. Because yeah. someone had said, like, some killing thing in it. And they were like, you know, actually, this is, like, art. It's interpretive. It's not blah, blah, blah. Right. It was someone who actually sort of, like, broadcast his own yeah. murder. Yeah. And, like, the fact is, like, the left supported the fact that that is art. Like, this is poetry, you know? it's an, And, like, you're not going to want to, like, step on that. like And the, the left was right then about mm-hmm. that. And, and it does get a little weird, I think, mm-hmm. when now we're sort of, like, stepping on speech. I, I don't know. I, I agree with that. that yeah, I mean, it, it, this is, I don't know the answer to any of these things and the, 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 both the great thing about this show and the terrible thing is it'll bite me in the ass later is like thinking these <laughs> things through as you're saying them. But, you know, I remember a, a case in Spain of a rapper who uh, was fairly recently who was like effectively an Islamist and went to jail for, mm. for you know, saying like, you know, you have to do jihad, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's insane. I, that's did ridiculous. he have a good reason? Uh, he did. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was your people. Um, it's fine. We'll, we'll talk about it later. It's okay. We did kill okay. Christ okay. on no, Thursday. I mean, yes, you Friday. did. You know, Friday. you know. By the way, it's it's a lot deeper than that. Ben. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, the banks and the Hollywood. <laughs> the the banks is true. It's true. We yeah. did do the banks. Yeah. Do we I want to I go want, over the protocols? No, every week? I, I do. We <laughs> should we should ra- we should uh, wrap it up. And I do want to thank our guest Ben Rothschild. Is a big. Big family. It's the weather so, machine. Yeah. Real, real quick, that Spanish rapper who went to jail. Was that, I right about that? Yes. Uh, uh, this 2016, the, the, the most, the, the lyrics that were brought about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the prosecution, worst. yeah. Jorge Campos deserves a nuclear destruction bomb. I will pull out his artery and everything else necessary. Yeah. All right. I mean, that yeah. that seems obviously, yeah. you know. But he was an Islamist, right? Art. Wasn't he? Was a, or was he I not? I love the way you say Islamist. Yeah, I see, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like I'm divisive. Like, yeah, it's like I'm like the Alistair. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> all I got is a Guardian article, did, and they would never. Did, run yeah. did you <laughs> fucking look up the thing in New Jersey that I said? Did, did yeah. you? No, I, I just wow. assumed it was true. No, yeah. just, just New did, Jersey for Christ's He doesn't trust me. We should we should punch we should punch him. But I would just say that maybe it wasn't an Islamist guy, but there has been. Anyways, for more stories about Ben Dreyfus's childhood or anything like that, you can follow. Me at Ben Dreyfus uh, yeah, Twitter. Uh, this, can you not give your father's phone number? This I don't might, know it. This might be. <laughs> we have to this, call him for the story, right? Go ahead, Camille. This might be a huge mistake. In which case, if it is, this I'll whole show is a mistake. No one, no one has to respond to this. In fact, I know that no one really wants to respond to it. The truth is that there are certain topics that we just like don't get into in a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. Like we don't talk about climate change at great no. length. Interestingly, none of us are climate scientists, That's and why. hence us not doing that. No. Um, in much the same way, I've received numerous emails in the last couple of weeks about like race and IQ. Mm -hmm. And I want to make it very clear. It is unlikely that we will have an exhaustive conversation about race and IQ on this podcast or any, because none of us. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to say something briefly. Um, none of us are disgraced medical professionals (laughs) 
who decide that they are somehow now experts on cognitive science and IQ research and are now going to pontificate on the correlation between IQ test scores and the responsibility of those test scores in determining outcomes for dis- Wait, different who racial groups. emailing you about it? Uh, yeah, these are, are these, these are these this one guy I'm a huge fan of the show you guys are constantly smart and fun and decent I actually agree with you on almost all matters except for these 14 I'm, words. I am deeply skeptical. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. I'm deeply skeptical of your support for open borders. I don't know that we're broadly supportive of open borders. I don't know if you listened to the last episode. Some people here um, are probably. I believe that, however uncomfortable you may be with this fact, matters of race and IQ, along with other differences that exist between populations, are not only worth discussing, but they are of critical importance, especially in the immigration debate. Sir, I beg to differ. I think there are plenty of useful reasons why one might disagree with you, but I'll just give you three very briefly. Your presumption that there is a biological and genetic basis for the racial categories that we colloquially use, this is disputable. The presumption that IQ tests are a meaningful gauge of people's inherent ability to do things is, again, disputable. And this notion that we're able to meaningfully disentangle the role of, say, culture and circumstance and heredity and genetics and all these other things in determining the outcome differences between individuals and individuals who are members of different race, racial groups, th- that's a rather difficult proposition for me to accept. And all three of those things have to trend in precisely the right direction for this conversation about race and IQ to even be remotely useful and instructive when we're talking about Stuyvesant High School or when we're talking about immigration. The truth is these are complicated social problems that we have conversations about here on this podcast. And what we push back against most of all are simplistic answers to complicated conversations. And sir, the most simplistic answer of all is that we are discrete, easily categorizable racial groups. All of us represent those things. And that the thing that determines whether or not our outcomes are likely to be good or bad in every single circumstance um, is race uh, and the weird average differences that might exist between different populations uh, I, and, and not even populations. You use races. Um, so I'll go with that crude um, delineator of peoples, which just it's a bad argument. We're not going to talk about it at length because there are plenty of thoughtful sources that you can consult if that is a topic that is of interest to you. But if it is of interest to you, as I said, I think it's just not a particularly good argument. It's kind of boring. And the charlatans who make it their their cause in life, their raison d'etre to beat that drum, just don't think they're particularly thoughtful. So that's why we're not talking about it at length. There is no fear of the issue. I am almost certainly better read on that subject than you are. That's that's all I've got for you. I'm sorry if that's dissatisfying. We're probably not going to revisit this. I want to say that, Camille, that was, um, my view too, um, very, 
very eloquently put, but probably better if more eloquent if you were white. But um, <laughs> I mean, I just it's just a fact. I mean, the numbers bear it out. I just there's statistics. It's true. Say, it's true, but it's pretty good for a black guy. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're on the black you're guy. on the high end of yeah. that low. Yeah. Dreyfus got the tape measure. On this, this is why this is why I actually yeah. do not care whether or not yeah. there's any sort of correlation between Sullivan race and back here for this one. I am, I am so much smarter than the average person of any fucking race that Fair. I just don't care. And you know that we don't have a Patreon and everything, but if you do donate to us or send us, we will give you Camille autographs, a pair of calipers for every donor. That's just science. Phrenology um, is yeah. science. Yeah, yeah. Fact is, I think that this person is clearly a racist. And I <laughs> no. will just say, no, you should no. actually donate to me, Ben Dreyfus, at Venmo <laughs> at yeah. Ben Dreyfus. But you can make the argument name. as a Jew, you're smarter than everybody. Right. So yeah. uh, what I mean, and, and I, that's I really, true. And I really do <laughs> connect it. And, and I will say, I really do not think this person just is kidding. a racist. I, I don't. I, and I, and I, I do, don't think that everyone who makes these arguments is racist. I just think they're bad arguments. Look, if I you're saying if you're saying this, if you are saying, you know, why don't you have an open debate about these things? Why don't you have a debate about these things open or closed or whatnot? There's a reason for this, and it's not necessarily because I mean I don't know anything about these issues and I instinctively it's just an instinct mm -hmm. from what I have read is that what Camille says is exactly you know what I think and he's somebody who is very well versed in these things kind of and I think that the problem with most of the the, the media these days is that you have to fill all this airtime. And I remember so many examples, and I think we've talked about this before, times when I first started doing TV hits, and they would tell me when I got to the studio what I was talking about. Like, that's not, that's not how it goes. Like, okay, we need you to talk about quantitative easing. This happened one time. Like, I don't know fucking anything about right. it. So you have to I go mean, in. And that was the last time I think. Here. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, we have a little more control of it. We have five minutes. And that was the last time I ever did a TV hit where they didn't tell me beforehand. I was like excited to do it. I would show up. And that is actually the problem is that when I hear Sean Hannity talking about climate science, incredibly complicated stuff, uh -huh. right? Why are you talking about this? You're this dopey kind of lacrosse bro from like the middle of Long Island. Who can't throw a spiral. Pudgy. Can't throw a, a pudgy. All of this pudgy, is true. Bro. Both of you are adding very, very salient points about pudgy bad spiral guy. <laughs> also true. But I don't want to listen to you about things that – because as we've again mentioned the show before – when someone says something in the media about a topic that you know a lot about, you realize how right. deficient the media is because mm -hmm. you're like, well, that's not true. Oh, my God, you really misunderstood that. And so you it's especially true when it's a very, very specific thing about science, which is not an easy thing to kind of read a book about and say, well, I know a little bit about the conflict, right. you know, the Rohingya now. Uh -huh. No, you cannot do that. You cannot bluff your way through science. You can bluff your way through art. You can say, well, this is the negative space of this painting is X, Y, and Z. You cannot pretend you know about the Peloponnesian War. You cannot pretend you know about the <laughs> You science. can yes and it. You, you, you can yes you and can, it. Yeah. Well, no, we should, we should correct this. You can. You ought not. You ought and, not. And, and, but, here, but, but and this is certainly... As someone who went to Fieldston, I can say that you definitely can <laughs> yeah. yes and your yes. way through all these and, discussions. And, and, re and relatedly, when you're dealing with graded, yeah. controversial issues like yeah. this, issues that are, are of consequence, I think that you're dealing with extraordinary claims and yeah. extraordinary claims require extraordinary levels of evidence, serious detail and carefulness and thoughtfulness when having those conversations. And quite frankly, 
Like we have a lot of important conversations here. There are things about which we know a sufficient amount that we could even talk about the shit drunk. And we are still much smarter than 90%. I am drunk. I have low blood sugar. I'm just trying to be nice to people who send letters. (laughs) My heart races a lot, but I still know that people who insist on Talking about whether blacks are as smart as whites are racist. Well, I, I know some, I know plenty plenty of black people probably, who talk about the ex- excellence of blackness and uh, how superior they are to their white counterparts. Yeah, so, anybody who says any of that stuff is an idiot. Yeah, so, yeah. we should uh, we should get, get the hell out of here. Er, er, er. er. All right. Anyways, let's yeah. uh, let's all just like enjoy the you know Mueller Eve. Yeah, Mueller, Mueller Eve. I hope you're enjoying. If all his, of it. if this, if this report no is bad, no exact collusion, Trump, no collusion, no then collusion. I'm gonna call him Mueller. No collusion. I'm gonna yeah. go back to saying his fucking name wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's Notre Dame, yeah. and it's yeah. Bumbleclot. Yeah, Bumbleclot. Bye, bye, David Corn. Bye. We know of new methods of attack. The Trojan horse, the fifth column. 